0: welcome to the jeff gross podcast this episode is brought to you in partnership with party poker go to partypoker.com to play tournaments cash games and improve your poker game make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes all right welcome everyone we are here for another podcast very special day we have christy arnett joining us christy how are you
1: i'm so good how are you
0: I'm good. I'm good. I hear you just got off of a layover, well, a long flight. So you got a little bit of jet lag. You were coming from Australia. Is that right?
1: Yes. I went for the first couple of weeks of Aussie millions, got to hang out with Linda Martin. And I, I just got back a few days ago. We have a dog who's, <laughs> she's old and she has diabetes and she, I just, we just can't be gone. Both of us be gone for so long. So I had to come back, but it was a great trip. I love Melbourne. You've been
0: yes, right? yeah. Like I say, Melbourne. That's right. That's it's not Melbourne. I know there's uh, people with they get this thing about it, but it's at, it's called Melbourne, Melbourne, Australia. It's one of the coolest yeah. cities in the world. So that's awesome. And I saw you just had a final table. Tell me about that. You're just fresh off. No big deal. Six max, very very uh, difficult form of poker. The most maybe you know you have to really play and be engaged in every hand. So uh, how was that?
1: Well, it was the first six max tournament I've actually ever played. And it was so much action and so much fun. I'm actually on like a little, little, you know, mid stakes, low stakes tournament heater. I went to Aruba and got heads up for a ring in like a $400 tournament and then cashed in the main. And then I was like, you know, I, I'm mostly a cash game player, but right. the tournament bug is a real thing. It just bites you. And when you get close and you're just like, let me put, let me fire some more.
0: Yeah. I, I, I know the feeling it's true. Like I, I think the, the first tournament I ever played um, hit a final table and it was like, it was just like, that was it. Right. So it's like kind of, it kind of gets stuck. I feel like, because once you start tournaments, if you have any type of success, it's like, Oh, this is amazing. Or if you don't, then you're like, kind of like, Oh, this is, you know, it's just like once you kind of get that deep and you get chips, it's just different than cash, which is more profitable. It's more fun maybe to, or more steady to play cash. Right. But there's just, can't really replicate that feel of a tournament. So I, I, I sympathize with you. It's hard to get out. And then if you win one or you do really well, then you're just kind of like, all right, like this is amazing. And then you're in there. So I, yeah, I get it. But, but then you
1: break a bunch in a row and you're right. like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Yes.
0: <laughs> it's the variance in tournament pokers and it's it's huge especially when you're playing these larger field sizes where a lot of time it's just you know you're not going to hit a big score or cash but um so okay so you go to australia that's great everything's going well i follow along obviously very engaging and entertaining and, and fun to follow along tell us a little bit about yourself those that maybe don't know you or you know give us a little bit of your your beginnings and how you got into poker and, and where you grew up and all the good stuff so we can get caught up and then go from there
1: yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I've known you for a long time, like over a decade probably. And because I've been in poker for a while, I actually just posted an Instagram post because I was on Live with the Bike and I had like a pretty decent win. And I was, it was like a picture of me sitting there with a bunch of chips. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of the first time I played poker, which was when I was 16. And I played, I sat down and played a $3 sit and go with my friends and it's, yeah, it's on my Instagram. Let's scroll up a little.
0: Oh, this is your, oh, this yeah, is your website, is. but this, yeah. oh, is, this the, is this the one or you on the Instagram?
1: No, on the Instagram. It's, okay. I, it's on the Instagram. Yeah. That picture with the, all the chips. Mm-hmm. Um, So, so, you know, I started with my friends, $3 sit and goes playing live and we would watch the World Tours of Poker on TV. We would watch the World Poker Tour, and it just got me dreaming. And then in college, where I played soccer, as you know, since we compete on the every summer for Team USA for yeah, the World just, Cup,
2: it's very fun. Um, well.
1: Poker World Cup, that is. And yeah. and I, I was I was just hooked from the beginning. So in college, I would like deal these underground games and I would play in them. And then when I graduated, I moved to Las Vegas. I actually- Hold on, I, wanna, I
0: gotta ta- pause it because I, I saw a story about your husband now, Andrew Moreno, who's a very talented player, very nice gentleman. Tell us a little about where he came into play because it's sort of around that time, right? You met him, you were in Indiana, you were dealing with some some poker home game stuff. How did that happen? And didn't he win like the tournament the first time you ever met him or something or, or something along those lines?
1: Yes, Actually, he was playing on Party Poker, and they had, like way back in the day they had these nice. yeah they had these step tournaments.
0: Yeah, I remember and... that very well. Yeah, six <laughs> steps, right? For the ten, ten yeah. K one or something. That one K, yeah, I remember those where you could win a huge. nice bit of money. Yeah,
1: yeah. He started with like a twenty-seven dollar step, mm-hmm. and they were like so. Then he he got all the way up until a fifteen thousand dollar buy-in step. Right. But that top step never ran. And mm-hmm. so he... Actually, he tells this story. So the step below, it was a 3K step. Mm-hmm. And he's like this 22-year-old kid has maybe 200 bucks in his pocket. <laughs> yeah. And and he's playing a $3,000 buy-in. Um, he was, you know, one of the best poker players in town in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And he was just learning all the time. And he he played this one hand. He got down to maybe like you know, five people left Mm -hmm. and I hope I tell this, right? Because it's, it's such a crazy hand. So this guy, so, so this guy raises Andrew three bets. The guy calls on like a nothing flop. The guy leads, Andrew raises the guy calls on the turn is like a blank and Andrew has ACE jack high. Mm -hmm. So he's just bluffing. The guy leads again on the turn. Andrew raises with nothing right then on the river the guy leads one more time and andrew jams and like obviously now this hand sounds insane but this was like 2000 i don't know five
2: right
1: so just crazy hand histories and he's just like he because he's like no this guy's gonna fold i don't i don't even know what's going through his mind right but the guy's tanking on the river and if he calls andrews out out of the steps loses all that money and if he folds, he's still in, obviously. So yeah. the guy folds and Andrew wins and then he goes on to win that step. Then, like I said, the $15,000 step never ran. So they just gave him $15,000. Right. So this 22 year old kid with 15 K, he goes out to celebrate with his friends because mm-hmm. he just totally crushed.
0: Right. He's got, yeah. It's a huge, huge swing, right? $200 to 15 K kind of. Yeah,
1: exactly. So okay. his friend gets a limo because they're like badasses now.
0: Yeah.
2: And
1: they come and have dinner at the sports bar that I'm working at. Mm -hmm. And I, like I said, I started playing poker when I was 16. And so I loved it. And I walk by him and his friends and they are talking about poker. And I'm like, Hey, are you guys talking about poker? (laughs) He's like, yeah, what's up? And he's like being cool. And he's like, what's up? I'll take you to play poker. And I was like, yeah, I want to play. So he gets my number. And then the very next night we go on a date and he takes me to, and I was only 19, but I had a fake ID and we went to this dive bar where they were playing sit and goes. And he, he just, because he was like the best player in town and everybody knew him. I was like, Oh, this is hot. Also when you're 19. It's
0: exciting. It's very exciting.
1: Exactly. When you're 19, you totally want to go for the bad guys. Like the guy who dropped out of college is a professional poker player. The 1st they I'd ever met.
0: Yeah, that's like, that's it. And that, I mean, what else is there to say? Here you guys are right. That that's, it basically says it all, but it was, it's cool. Cause it was exactly, you were into it. You already liked poker. It was like kind of right place, right time. And it just, it's, yeah. it's like the butterfly effect to definition. He ends up doing well, gets this thing. He comes, it goes out. The energy's high. You meet, hit it off. And now here you guys are both playing professionally and traveling the world living your dream and and you know you've you've had a what 12 12 year plus longer what since when you I guess you got with poker news and what year was that
1: Oh uh, poker news oh that was like two th- I you when did I leave
0: like, when did get you start, get the role with poker news cuz you did didn't you officially like into the poker world you you got into what card player and then into poker card news Card
1: player first yeah card player first and in, in 2000 like 6 Okay yeah. And started as an intern and worked my way up.
0: But is that and, how you and Andrew, you, you started dating? How long after that? After that, like night you were basically, was that like, were you guys just basically together from then on? Oh yeah.
1: We were inseparable since that first night. Wow. So, so then we spent two years in Fort Wayne.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then when I, as soon as I turned 21, we packed our lives in my Chevy Lumina and drove to Vegas.
2: Wow.
0: <laughs>
1: and, and that's where I landed the internship.
0: And and how how was what were you playing online some at that time? Were you were you in two thousand five actually you were by then playing? Were you playing some like local games, home games and then also online? Like that basically Yeah, we
1: were playing local games and we were playing on the on the eight 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 poker.
0: Yep. Yeah. Shout out to McLean Carr too. You he's a Fort Way Indiana ties as well and, and was a crusher online back in the day. Did you know McLean back then or no? I
1: didn't. He no. is actually a few years younger. Okay. Yeah, so so we'd left, and then he came up.
0: Very cool. So you guys go to Vegas, you get this internship, you come into Card Player, and then what happened from there? So you get to work, it's pretty cool, you're getting paid to do poker at the time, sort of the peak, right? Poker's blowing up, Moneymaker happens, Vegas is, the numbers are high, World Series, it's just crazy times. What was that like working, and what were you doing specifically with Card Player? And then how did you get to go to Poker News?
1: So... I started as an intern, so I was writing all these articles about promotions at party poker and all these things, um, but then because I was such an avid player and I was obsessed, they started letting me do strategy articles and interviewing poker players, and um, so I just worked my way up, and I, I remember the first cover story that I ever did was the Tom Dwan Challenge. Right. I was like announcing that. And that was such a huge deal and like a break in my career.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: also I almost like, he's like the only poker player who I've cried. <laughs> Actually, I think Phil i made me cry once, but he makes everybody cry. That's fine. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, um, but Tom Dwan, he's such an interesting character and I knew everybody was going to read it. So when I tried to interview him and he, he was such a, tough interview he like gave me nothing you know and I was just Mm -hmm. like 5 a.m before the deadline trying to pull together but I did and um so once I I got pretty far card player um poker news kind of poached me and you know when I think back about that like Justin Marchand at, at card player he gave me a shot and i loved my family at card player but i also really wanted to travel mm-hmm. and poker news was covering tournaments all over the world and so that's um that's what i wanted to do i wanted to travel and go places so i jumped over to poker news i think in um 2009
2: 9 or 10 yeah
1: mm-hmm. and um but those first few years in vegas when I think back now, it's nostalgic, but packing up your bags and moving to Vegas and trying to make it. Um, and Andrew was trying to make it as a professional poker player. He's a big fish in a small pond back in Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. But Vegas is full of pros and it was much harder. And we were so like we were so broke and and uh just I don't know. It's it's really fun to like look back and see how different things you know, right. were at first.
0: Yeah. And I think it's, it's uh, one of those things as well. just, you kind of look and see that you've done it for so long. You guys have done an in industry, You love the game. And you know, I've, I've read some of the, the material you put out or some of the stuff and your, your kind of overall positive vibe. And I think you, you talk about uh, risk and that's like your, you know, risk every day. That's your sort of motto. And I guess that's from that quote, the TS Eliot quote, only those who risk going too far can possibly know how far one can go. I think that's like your, Is that your favorite quote or sort of where it inspired you for that risk every day?
1: Yes, it is because, and and I want to be clear too, because some people are like, what do you mean risk every day? Should I just like put it all on black? I'm like, okay, no, (laughs) we poker players, we take calculated risks. You know, we take the step that gives us the best possibility to win Mm -hmm. the most, whatever winning is in the given situation. Regardless of if that step is scary, of if it is hard, that's Uh what we do. And I think that should be applied in life. And so often we don't ask ourselves, like, what's the thing in my life that's actually worth risking for? And almost always it is love, love in relationships or love for our career, or um, love for, like, us sharing what we think we're meant to do in the world. So, no, that doesn't include putting your bankroll on black. It includes, like, well, what, what is it for you that you want the most?
2: Right.
1: Yeah. And, right. and a lot of us, when, when you know, the, the quote saying, you'll never know how far you can go until you reach that limit. I think that's something specifically for poker players, good ones, that they fall victim to a lot, which is good is the enemy of great. Like um, for a while in both of our careers, Andrew and I were winning. We're like playing like two five and like, we're making money, we're doing doing good. We're like kind of like living our dream, but we were stagnant for a really long time because it was scary to move to the next level. It's like scary to find out what if you can't make it at the next level? You know, and I'm sure you've come up so many. I mean, for you to get where you've gotten in your career, you had to have said to yourself so many times, like, okay, I know this is scary, but to get to the next level, what's it gonna take? And you m- might find out that, like, holy crap, no matter what I do, maybe I can't make it at this level, but at least you'll know because you've tried, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's a, it's a fine line too, to, to be comfortable and to, to step out. And, you know, it's, uh, it's also to kind of level up or to do it for a real, for a living. Like you're saying, two, five or one, two, you know, these type of things are good, but you, you got to, you know, play some tournaments, take some chances, do some things you're maybe not as comfortable with, but realize that, you know, you got to, yeah, you got to go for it. So I love it. And I think that's important to clarify what that means or i can see why some people it's so easy to take a quote or it's i guess hard to understand really what that embodies or means but i get it that makes sense and and i think that's you know it's a great motto to sort of uh mantra to live by um and so with the risk every day what, what then you you're traveling the world you're playing poker i guess pretty cool i would imagine andrew's going to a lot of the stops with you uh, along where you're going to poker news um so you guys are kind of doing you know the 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 dream in a sense, what then said, all right, you know what? Poker news. Cause when I think poker news, that's what I think. I think Christy Arnett, I think, you know, I think Lingel Martin, I don't know. You guys ever, you met Lynn was uh, yeah. doing that. So yeah. I mean, Lynn
1: Sarah, and Sarah, my and two Sarah Heron, besties. Who's
0: still, yeah. he's still there. So, I mean, it's pretty cool too. You get to meet some of your best friends and you know, great people that you're working with and, and cooperating with what then shifted you to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to now start playing for a living. Cause that's a, that's a big jump.
1: Um, well first also Sarah made me this cup.
0: Very oh my gosh, cool. I love
1: them. And um I know you just talked to Lynn too, and she just got inducted into the Australian Hall of Fame. How incredible is that? And she's raising like a hundred thousand dollars for animals. Yeah. I know you guys talked about that. That's so yeah. cool. And and that was amazing that you guys, you guys got to like help that along.
0: Yeah, um, that great. yeah, no, she's doing, she's doing a lot. She does a great job as well. It's cool. It's a good, you got, those are two great best friends and very high energy, fun people. So it's, that's, that's great. But that's what I think of when you think of poker news, that's like literally what I think of. So then when you were like, Oh, I'm leaving, you know, I was, I was like, wow, that's, you know, you just kind of like get used to that's the face of poker news. So yeah, tell me about that and what, how you've moved out of that.
1: Yeah. So, um, right before I, I quit, um, I actually went through like a pretty, the hardest time of my life. Um, Andrew and I, we've talked a lot about him. I, we've been together now for about 15 years. Um, and at that point we were together maybe for like nine or 10, but Mm -hmm. we had reached a breaking point in our marriage because, um, and so we went on this we we were like near the brink of divorce and um we had to a grow lot, up man. a lot if we wanted mm-hmm. to stay together so we went down this path of personal development spiritual growth healing and it was just like a whirlwind of like facing our own crap and then right. and growing and part of that was understanding who we are as individuals which was something that like I you know growing up in the Midwest I never like thought to like get to know myself or mm-hmm. you know it was just and 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 we're never taught how to have deep relationships I mean it's something that you just kind of like figure out hopefully right. um and so we had to learn how to to do that and and actually the risk everyday part was you know we weren't taking risks on our marriage for a long time we weren't telling each other the things that we really needed. We weren't in our own careers doing the things that we needed to do to like feel like we're moving forward because, and, um, and that really, that really hurt us. And so as we barreled down this path of personal development and rebuilt our marriage, I realized what I learned about myself was that I, I had never, never really wanted to um, be the one, um, I, I never really saw myself as a poker professional because I was scared. I never really allowed it. Mm. Um, I grew up thinking like, I have to have a job. I have to have a nine to five. I have to have someone else who pays me and my health insurance, you know? Right. Um, and so I was asking myself, what do I really want? What am I really passionate about? And I had done everything that i thought that i could in poker reporting i traveled the world i'd interviewed the best players i'd um you know just taking my top off in barcelona for a travel video Mm -hmm. i mean i had so much fun but i wanted to know what the next thing was and not only did i want to see if i could play poker for a living um, because the life is really fun, but I also knew that it would give me the freedom to pursue and explore passions that I think I might have. So, um, so I, so that's when I decided to walk away and it was tough because I mean, it really is. It was before when I was like 19 in F- Fort Wayne, Indiana, it wasn't like my dream job. Like, and, um, a lot of people's dream jobs, like, you know, getting paid to travel and do all these things but um mm-hmm. that was a big risk and i'm so glad i took it it was definitely the right one
0: that's awesome and that was that a difficult discussion or was andrew just like totally like oh of course like go for it or where you guys had to sit down and because you know you kind of have a rhythm at that point you have some like set steady money coming as a job you get to be on the road you get to still do poker explore maybe play some too right you get to do interviews maybe you could hop in a cash game you probably can't play too much because you got to be during the days it's not like you still have stuff going on, but how was he, was it supported the whole way? And just like, all right, let's do it. Or was he kind of like, I don't know. Was it just like from the second you said, I think I want to do it. He said, go for it or.
1: Yeah, for sure. He, so one of the things that we really learned how to do during that time was be on the same team always. Um, and so, yeah, we had the discussion. We took a look at our money, how much we would need to make. And, um, you know, the thing about being like a poker couple is that we, because we are, we have each other's back, we can each retire. And that is so important to us, no matter what it is that we're doing. And even when we're in an argument, we like go back to that. We remember like, Hey, we're on the same team, you know, it's not like a win, lose or a win, win. And if, if there's something that I want to do and we can't do it currently with, you know, our situation, we're going to find a way to do it. And the same for him. Um, so yeah, totally supportive. We're always the most supportive if, if we know that there's something that's like really important.
0: Right. Okay. That's, well, that's very cool. I mean, there's not many poker couples like you see Alex Fox and uh, Kristen Bicknell doing the tournament high roller kind of stuff. It's pretty cool. There's it's very unusual to have couples that are really playing for a living and sort of also being active, you know, you and Andrew do content you're doing, you know, Johnny vibes, obviously is Andrew's brother and, it's, it's cool too. You know, everyone's kind of, it's like, you guys are very public, right? There's not a lot of relations. There's not a lot of females in poker. First of all, and there's not a, a lot of females that are in a, in a relationship. And granted, like there's a 15 year you said, right? I mean, you guys have been yeah. there forever and, and really been through the journey together. Um, that, that's, that's pretty, it's incredible. What is, uh any advice you would give for, for just learning that you've had, you know, maybe, cause I'm sure there's a lot of, there are couples that play poker together maybe grinding, you know, smaller stakes. like how, how do you balance with that? Uh, you guys have dogs, no kids yet, correct?
1: No, no. Not yet, but we've not been yet. trying
0: Been trying working at it. So that's, so that's next. But I mean, that's uh do, do you guys ride the heater? Is it like, all right, you know what you're playing? You're, you're just been on a sick run. Maybe you go play it. You guys play at the same time. Do you generally take one other? How do you guys rotate or, or work that out?
2: We
1: always play. We usually always play at the same time. He plays much more than I do because I, um, I always have other projects. Like I said, I'm using poker to explore my other passions. And one big project that I really am s- finally on the right track and so excited about is that I'm writing a book. And I'll I'll tell you about that later. But I want to answer your question because um, the the thing that is the hardest part about being a couple, a poker playing couple is, and, and I think this is true for any relationship actually when you asked me was he supportive you know how did that go down one of the hardest things is seeing our like seeing him in pain so in poker downswings are inevitable Yep. And they can make you question who you are as a human if they're bad enough, you know, like yeah. what the F am I doing with my life? Was I ever even good at poker?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, of course, for sure. Especially when you're re- it's like kind of even more so intensified as you as a couple, I would imagine, just because it's like so prevalent. Right. Like even my with my wife, or if I bust a tournament or things happen, whatever. Right. But like if you're in it, leave, live it, breathe it. You guys are like piling. You're seeing how your results are. And now you know, let's say you're on a little doing well for a couple of month months or two. And if he's just like not doing well, you know, then it's kind of like, I, it's like demasculating in a way I would think, right. Like having your, if your girl, like that kind of thought where you're like, Oh, like maybe she's better than me, or maybe I shouldn't even be playing if or or vice versa. Right. If you have to sort of both be playing poker, it's such a results oriented game. So it just seems like that, like downswings can be very intensified. I would imagine if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah,
1: they can, yeah. they can, they definitely can. And I've yeah. seen, I've seen that. Um, it, Fortunately, in like this specific case, like Andrew, he's so, he's, I mean, he's just the best. Like he really doesn't, um, like if we're both in a tournament, he would rather me win. And if he's losing and I'm winning, he's just like the biggest oh, cheerleader, guy. Right? I'm a sugar mama, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Um cool. but, that's but he's, but he's always been kind of like the, in our family, you know, me and Johnny, like he's been the guy on the front lines he's showed us the way he's been the wise sage um the one who grinds and moves up first and then tells us like how to play you know at the next level um but but recently like he he's been on a pretty tough downswing and he has shared about it on his instagram which i think is is really cool Mm -hmm. um but but yeah it's like Sometimes I think parents even like they tell their kids not to go for the dreams, not because they don't think their kids can do it, but because they're afraid of seeing their kid fail because it's like this is the person that you love in the world the most. It's so hard, you know, so like when he busts or when I bust, um, you know, it's just what I think is important is that you intentionally see that they're in pain and not um, not make it about you and not wanting to experience it i hope that makes sense it's like because a lot of people are like just feel better just feel better because because seeing them not feel good we're like ah it hurts yeah. too much just like no it's fine it's fine you know but like yeah. that never helps someone in a downswing it never helps someone who's struggling or just busted from a tournament to just tell them to like not feel bad
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's like you just got to sit with it and be okay be strong enough in your own to know that they're going to be okay
2: yeah.
1: and um yeah that's the advice that I think it's super important.
0: And how how have your families been, your your parents, his parents, what was that like growing in Indiana and just in general? And you guys are sort of in that that circuit, that scene playing poker, where they was everyone like, Oh, that's great, or was there some resistance? How, how was that for both?
1: Well, Andrew's parents are super um supportive of mm-hmm. of him playing poker, but when my parents first met him, they were like, He's a what?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: no. So but here's the here's the two things that will always turn a parent around to to if they are resistant to their child being with or dating a poker player or being a poker player themselves. Mm-hmm. Which is one, if you never ask them for money and then when you go home you start taking them out to dinner. They're that gonna be, be like, be oh
0: support. yeah, this is this is That's great. It. Yeah, this is great. Right. But, so were they supportive of you then when you wanted to?
1: Um well by then Andrew had already proven himself. Yeah he's uh, true.
0: Yeah. True, but because um, you, were, you were you got into the the media side, paying with the, the jobs. But it, but like, what about when you were playing, or it was just more for fun? At that point, you still had a job, and you were you were still like doing a mixture. You didn't just when you were in high school or 18, 19, You weren't just like not working and just playing poker. I would imagine, right?
1: Right. No, I was always working, okay. and they never really knew how much I played anyway.
0: Right. Okay. Um, yeah.
1: But the other thing, number two this will just put them over the edge is if you're on TV, Mm. (laughs) if you make it on TV playing poker, your parents will just be like, that's "That's cool. That's legit. If it's on TV,
0: that's you're certified, good. right. Yeah, for sure. That That's true. So those are good rules. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's awesome. I guess that's true as, as well. Like you said, you were, you did that. He was already showing the path and, that, and then when you said, all right, I'm going to, well, what about when you actually left, when you said, all right, I'm stopping poker news, I'm going to be playing for a living at that point. Were they like, was, I mean, was that, were they totally fine with that or was that still kind of like, right? were they like you sure you should think about it or were they just like, great.
1: Oh, they were definitely like, Every but time. you're gonna do something else, right? And I think I just thought uh, that was true, which it kind of was. I mean, I was pursuing other things and finding mm-hmm. out what else that I loved. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do other stuff."
0: Right. I did right. for a while, but and and the other stuff too. So you do have your you have the risk every day. You have the podcast. You do. You've done how many podcasts have you done so far? Roughly?
1: Oh, I've done like 130 or something.
0: Wow. So you. But and how how have you felt? The doing that because it's, if it's if you've done so many interviews, you're so naturally you've done so much camera these type of things. Is that just uh, just something that was a no brainer, or how have you liked that? Is that something you want to continue and do a lot of, or are you kind of like, all right, it's fun, but I don't know if it's like one of my main main projects?
1: Well, I discovered that I get really excited about projects and I start them, and I then I take like a bunch of other things and I want to do everything. <laughs> And I, I know we kind of, we kind of talked about this. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm with you on that. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's a blessing and a curse, right? Just like, and then realize you only have so much time, and then yeah. So tell me a little about that because I can relate for sure.
1: Yeah, I like sort of have a YouTube channel. I mean, like sometimes mm-hmm. post i sort of take did a look
0: the, at that. yeah still we have, have that a here. podcast you have a, you have a solid following anyone who has 10k plus on youtube that's very solid because it, it does take consistency work and it, it's a it's a process right it's there's there's a lot that goes into it the editing the equipment the time the the help so i it it's true because yeah elaborate on that because this is so I'm, I'm really i can i think this is something to really hit on because it's 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 fun, right? And it's like you're saying, you wanna do these projects. I wanna do podcasting. I wanna do YouTube. All right, I wanna play poker. Oh, I wanna have a uh, healthy, happy marriage. Uh, oh, I have friends. I have family. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, all right, well, what am I really doing? Is That's is that what I hear you saying, because I can. Yes. And, and I, how are you at outsourcing? Do you have help? Do you have a team? No. Do you have luck with that? No. No. I do yourself.
1: everything. So
0: it's impossible. I mean, I'll just say that. I know that's like literally almost impossible. It's incredible to see that you've done. You've done that many podcasts. You have a YouTube channel. You do other stuff because, like, I have some help. And honestly, I'm realizing a lot of time the answer is just more help because you know you you have a successful. You've made money in poker. You have things, but a lot of times it the oppor- like it's really about opportunity cost, right? Like, you want to do podcasts. You want to do YouTube content, but you, you don't have the time. You can't you can't spend ten hours a day editing a video and do it and all that. So it's like, I, but it's hard because it's hard to find good people. It's even something I struggle with as well i'm sorry to talk, i'm just kind of going off a tangent because i feel the same way No, it's like, i
1: love it i'm just and, listening yeah
0: you want to just because you really want to do it all and you you can you feel like you can and i feel yeah. like i can but like then it's just like the hours run out and 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 then even to find someone they're not you you have to like duplicate you because you have all right well you could offload your stuff but no i want this in it i want to edit this way i want to make sure that you know so it's very tricky and and so tell me about a little bit again sorry, I'll let you talk because I, I get it's the twitch in me I can't help it I, I t- the twitch streamer I talk too much, but tell me how that's been and what 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 kind of things have you been learning and, and what are you looking to do what are your you know no, hey, well first hey, of all hey, hey, it,
1: it feels so good to just hear like that how how I'm not alone because this is like I'm a thing alone. you know um so i yeah. Okay. So I'm like a control freak of sort of with how I want my content to be. So like, I never wanted to like hire somebody, even though somebody could probably do it way better than me. Um, I feel like I want, I wanted to know what it was for. And I wasn't entirely sure that I just wanted to make content about just poker um and so the I mean obviously the podcast was like a personal development podcast sort of like storytelling Mm -hmm. and I think that I would continue to do that if I partnered with someone who could tell me how to make it sustainable how to get um sponsors and do these things so that I can pay them so it's not where I'm just paying for everything and just doing it because it's like fun and good for my heart, you know?
0: That's how I, and that's honestly though, I think the best, most successful type of content and these type of things are that way, because that's how I do it. Like, same thing when I started on Twitch, when I started doing YouTube, when I started doing podcasting, I'm not, I don't come from a place of, oh, how much am I going to get paid? What's going to happen? I just do it. And then I'm like, all right, hopefully it is cool and people like it and it's enjoyable for me as well that I think it will be and some good stuff will happen. That's sort of how I go into it. And then the organization part and then I kind of try to catch up and, and just and, and source that later. But at some point you have to stop, right? You have to like take a breather, look around, say, all right, is this working? Is it not working? How do I sustain this and make it so it makes sense monetizationally all that kind of stuff i mean i have some help with podcasts and stuff i think i could are where so where is your where do you put your podcast out primarily you are you out on spotify itunes all that do you have that that
1: itunes i think it was on a couple of other places but mostly just itunes and then that pushes out out to other things but that's that's the thing too is like when you're doing all of these things and this is the problem also with poker when all you do is play poker and you don't stop to say what's working what's not working mm-hmm. what can i change how can i not only not only sustain this but how can i take it to the next level and grow and right. when you're just doing too many things it's just impossible
0: it, and you know as well cuz i know you do some work with razor edge and andrew and you guys have had some success some good t- tournament success but it's like that as well cuz now you know we're talking about you're talking about having a youtube channel a podcast a marriage Potentially adding a child to your yeah. to your to your. This uh, is what you, all you're doing, like, by the way. Yeah, yeah no, for like, sure. It's a balance. This last year was a balance. It's like that's why I kind of feel like I'm I'm ready to just sort of get organized because it is there's so much uh, so much just to do and then and go from there. But you know, it's it's just like you have to be. You just really, I think, have to be realistic, and and uh, and also, you know, like I was saying, with studying. Now you're talking about adding studying into that, and that's like, it's a, like for me, you know, I endorse Razor Edge. I love it. I think it's great. There's a ton of other good programs as well. There's a lot of material out there now, but it's like, is it realistic that you can study per day, do the marriage maybe in the kid? Have, have this time to play poker Like there's just not enough time You gotta sleep, you gotta be rested You gotta have some peace of mind So yeah, I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a fine line You do one thing super, super well And focus on that Or do you, do you just sort of accept that you're going to do a lot of things that make you happy and do your best because I think it's just unrealistic when you just say, okay, you know what? I want to be the best in every single category and try it all. And, and it's kind of cool though. Like you've, you've done a lot of things. So now you can sort of decide, you know, maybe you have to drop one or two and just say, all right, I'm going to do, I'm going to focus on these things, but you've, you've done a lot, right? You've done playing, you've done commentary, you know, the the broadcasting and interviewing you've done, poker you've done all these things so what what to you what do you love the most what makes you the most happy if you were to say look 2020 i've done a, i've done it all essentially in poker what would you what do you want what would you want to focus on you could choose two things so from playing youtube videos uh well interviewing you kind of did right you moved on from, you you've done that and sort of made it clear but like say say if you had to play or do podcasts well, what is makes you the most happy and enjoyable do you think
1: Well, first, I love that you're asking this question because this has been such a huge breakthrough for me in the last few months. Yeah. And the thing is that I have to ask myself all the time, like, how do I feel in my body when I do each of these things? Am I like, yes, or I'm like, Mm -hmm.
2: like,
1: I don't really feel like doing that or whatever. Or, you know, what's the thing that's like, I'm like jacked to do the most. And, um, it's. Right now, I am having so much fun playing and I want to have enough time to play when I want. And it's also make it's like, obviously, YouTube doesn't make me money or the podcast and it makes me money. So I'm I'm playing a lot right now and I'm saving money so that when and, you know, when we do have the baby, you can have more time and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. But the other thing that I have finally said yes to is that I I've been a writer all my life I wrote for card player wrote for poker news and I love telling stories like the thread that was in the podcast and in the in doing YouTube was the thing that excited me the most was drawing out people's stories was telling people's stories was telling my own stories and so what I'm doing now is I'm writing a book And um, it's about it's about love and risk. Mm -hmm. It's a memoir of Andrew and my story of how we came to the brink of divorce and used everything that we learned about risk to rebuild. Um, And what I hope is that it inspires action. Um, if I had to boil my life's purpose down to one thing, it would be that like, I tell stories that inspire people to take action in their for what they really want. And, um, you know, when I share, when I share stories on, on the podcast or YouTube or, or Instagram, the thing that always makes me the happiness and remi- the happiest and reminds me that I'm on the path that I'm supposed to be is when someone says, by the way, I, took this risk today or I asked that girl out or I interviewed for that mm-hmm. job yeah. because of what you shared or because I was reminded to risk every day it's like oh that's how I know I'm supposed to what what I am supposed to be doing so um I'm just playing I'm not really updating my YouTube I'm not really updating the podcast for now they're going to be there but um I also read the book the one thing Maybe that's something you might want to read, too. Yeah,
0: it it was right. really... That sounds all right. Without even knowing anything, it just sounds right. The, yeah. Tell me about what is that exactly?
1: The one thing is a New York Times bestseller because we all think that we uh, can do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's
0: I don't know if everyone thinks book. that I feel that way. I, th- I know it's apparent you do, too. And I, I don't I mean, I think it's kind of a ble- like it's cool to be able to feel that way. But I don't know if everyone thinks I guess. No, no, no,
1: no. That. Not everybody thinks that. But a lot of go getters think
0: that I do. they just yeah they do too much that's or or they're not they're not realistic yeah so i, I mean that's interesting i will well
1: not I, not I, that they're just not realistic it's that they are unfocused mm-hmm. and not taking the so so there's lots of ways to get to a destination yeah however in the 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 idea of the book is that in any given moment we can ask ourselves what is the one step or the one thing that I can do that will make all the other steps either unnecessary or irrelevant? Mm-hmm. So for me, one of the things that I kind of wanted to do the the um, podcasts and and the YouTube and all of these things the reason I wanted to is to gain a platform to inspire people mm-hmm. and. Then I asked myself, well, what's the one thing that I, that I do best or what's the one thing that I could do to make all these other things grow faster or unnecessary? And I think it's writing a book, writing a New York Times bestseller. Mm-hmm. Like once I write a, that and it's out, I don't have to tell the story in all these tiny little pieces. I will get a following and then maybe I can, you know, yeah. grow the YouTube or whatever.
0: That- that's interesting. And in that that's sort of a, along the lines of Bill Perkins. I maybe mean, you may have seen some out there that he's writing that book. I actually read it already. Die with Zero. It's a very interesting. Yeah,
1: I, I pre-ordered it.
0: Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's, it's a cool thing. But that's sort of to that to that uh, same um, sentiment that that's Bill's writing a book and he's trying to you know, he wants to get people to see it and and share what he's learned or his sort of bigger picture to make you think and and think about your life differently and that's a win for him same thing like he started Twitch the Thirst Lounge he was doing on his own then he got this team but it's the same it's about that's a platform and why because you want to do good you want to share with people you know if you have the right reasons to do what you're trying to share and and accomplish you know I think that's that's great it's also you know not necessarily on YouTube the same thing like people ask about that oh how much money you make on YouTube how much you make on money on Twitch I mean it's not it's not necessarily directly money or how it's made because there's as you know on YouTube it's not there's not money really even I mean you get a million two million views and stuff per video yeah sure it could be some decent money but like it's really not about that but it's also cool anyway because like you now have all those videos are forever right like those are your it's like a very fancy journal that's how I look at yeah. it. And even some of mine are highlights but the the this all these things blend together too. You start talking about Vegas, Bahamas, um you know Monte Carlo like cool destinations and things, but they blend together. Like, you tell me Vegas, like, what happened in 2017 and summer at the five. You just look it up. I'm just like, yeah, you can, i like, oh, actually, this is what happened. I remember this versus, like, all right it's a blur so there, there's that too it's cool it's kind of fun to have that it's fun to, it's fun to do podcasts too because you get to know people you get to talk to yes. them you kind of get to a better feeling for how they think what t- makes them tick their journey you know it's fun and maybe uh, inspiring or, or can resonate with someone but you know I think that's too with poker you touch on it about what it's about you say it's a game of math reading people mental toughness and I, I'm just quoting you in, uh, from some, some stuff information I've got but like what you say you love most was that it was a game of skill not gambling and there's an element of luck but luck would never determine your fate if you kept taking the right calculator risk you would win in the long run um basically saying what i learned in life and love are the saying you can't win if you don't play you know these type of things these are very it's very powerful and i think poker is such a great metaphor i think it's like truthfully maybe the greatest game or similarity to life right like you can just apply so many things good, bad, some luck, uh, you know, how you deal with winning, how you deal with losing, how you, it's like golf too. You learn on the golf course. Does the like guy cheat, how does he etiquette? Is he happy when you win? You know, like these type of things, you can really apply so many things to poker. And it seems like you really embody the message in the game and you sort of just like take it all in. And, and, and that's great to hear that you're doing a book and that's, that's awesome. So what do you have a title for it? And when do you expect that to be, to be, ready or are you just sort of doing it writing it and then see when it comes out
1: well i've i've just finished the book proposal and there's a bunch of um tentative titles but
0: mm-hmm. you don't have to yeah i no, keep, keep it close to the vest um yeah, sure. but that's that's exciting so i'll definitely make sure to check that out that's that is cool it's fun to see like a real life poker love story that's uh long you know and also as you said you guys almost got divorced i was gonna say I would think that in these scenarios, it's very tricky too. Cause like you met Andrew essentially via poker, I mean, indirectly, right? Like about the p- kind of lore of poker and you knew he played. You knew him at the time or no? Had you ever met him and that was like the first time you ever saw him or talked or would you, did you know about him?
1: Yeah, when he came in to celebrate his poker win, it was the first time I ever met him.
0: Yeah. Okay. But so, I mean, it's just a fact, too, because poker is such a, you know, poker and women, there's not a lot in the game. So the fact that you're like, you know, I mean, McLean and Tatiana met interviewing. She was also a poker. Yeah. News and, other stuff, and they met and now they got married. And, you know, McLean's one of my closest friends known him for, you know, 2000. I don't know. So it's like 12 years or so. And, you know, we were part of my crew of traveling. But it's funny because they met interviewing. Um, you're interviewing a lot of you love poker. You're interviewing players all the time, the best in the world, most exciting cash games, tournaments, and and also you're playing some. It's kind of it's probably a little bit it's a little tricky too, right? Just cause uh for that that aspect it also being a a man in poker, the opposite too. There's waitresses, there's girls, there's home games, there's all stuff. So you're very it's a very sexy, exciting industry. Yeah,
1: and we, so we lived in think. Vegas and it yeah. was
0: Yeah, And, and so it's like, I would think it's almost like a bit, you know just to have a woman, a wife or a girlfriend or fiance that's playing poker, you're just like, all right, oh, you're at the table. Oh, there's nine guys and they're all trying to hit on you and, and and do that. So I would think it's a little bit a bit of a tricky thing. You know, as a man, it's like to have a, a woman that's in poker. It's it's tough because you just like, you just at all times, they're just like being hunted. You know what I'm saying? So it's like kind of a tricky thing too, I think, like mentally for that. You have to have a very confident and be very strong, um, you know, assurance in your relationship because it's, it's a bit of a, It's just present at all times. Right. Like that's.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, we were kids 19 and 22 and then 21 and 24 or whatever. When we moved to Vegas. Yeah. We're trying to figure out who we are and grow up in this city where everybody like it's like the city of sin. You know, it was difficult to navigate and we weren't the best communicators. And so it was like we didn't even think we had problems for a long time because we just. And it didn't mean we didn't love each other. We just didn't know how to deal. And yeah, it was tough, you know, when he was like coming up struggling and I'm interviewing like Phil Ivey or whatever. And, um, or, you know, when he's, I'm traveling so much and he's like alone. It's just like, it was, it was tough. And it it, looking back, it's like, okay, obviously you reached a baking point. And I think that in every relationship you either grow apart or you grow together. And when you don't have the tools, it's really hard to grow together. So, and, and, you know, we look back now and, and I, I write this in the book, which is so important. It's like, we are so, so grateful for shit hitting the fan because it got our asses to look. I'm sorry. I said, I said, Shit, is that okay?
0: Yeah, it's allowed. You can fire off if you need to. Oh, <laughs> okay. oh it.
1: Um, but it had us take a look and and move us forward.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, again, not just to just to show again. It's it is a uh, it's a testament to you, testament to Andrew as well, because of what you're saying too. You know you know, he's very talented, great guy, all these things, but you guys are coming from like the very bot, like the beginning of building a role and doing it together. And then here you are, you're like, Oh, I'm 21. I moved to Vegas. And you know, you're just, you're traveling the world and you're meeting all the successful and you know, established players and stuff. Right. So it's like, you see, and there's a lot of that it's, it's, it's tricky. That's all. So I'll just leave it at that, but that's, that's a testament to both of you that you were able to uh, all, you know, stay together and, and work through everything and, and all that. So that's, that's great. What, any, what's, who would you say? I'm sure this will be in the question somewhere, but favorite or most exciting uh, interview. Was there any like crazy, just like some like someone went off the wall and went crazy, or just also interesting celebrities or personalities you've met over the year? I mean, you've probably covered done so many different types, right? I mean, you've done interviewed everyone basically in poker.
1: Yeah, I have. Um, but honestly, the most, the one that I remember the most that was the most like was was when I interviewed Tom Dwan. It was like he was he was gonna announce this challenge that was gonna blow the minds of everybody in poker and he decided that he wanted to do an exclusive with card player and my boss had given me the exclusive to write the article and then they flew me to the bahamas for the pca for the first what time Was
0: like,
1: that was oh man that was like 2000 no before that like 2007 because oh,
0: it was card player yeah you weren't at poker news yet? yeah Yeah.
1: And it was the first poker trip I'd ever been to. And, and like, I walk up to the beach and Tom Dewan is there and I've never like interviewed him. And I know everybody's going to watch this. It's a big deal. And I'm like in a bathing suit and I'm like, cause he said, he said, I won't do the interview unless you come to the beach. And cause we're all going to go jet skiing. So I was like, okay, yeah. Tom Dewan, whatever you want. So like I woke up there and I interview him. He tells about the challenge and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the magazine. Cool. And then we're done. And he like okay so now we got to go on the jet skis so i was like okay so at the end of the interview i'm like waving to the camera like bye and i'm like kind of scared i've I've never been on a jet ski before either super sheltered Uh so we're like on sorry this is just a quick story actually but we're on the jet skis and we're driving out into the ocean and i'm just like what what is my life right now i'm like with the more of the Best poker players in the world, in a jet ski in the Bahamas, and then all of a sudden in the distance, I see like he, he's like waving to people, and I see Phil Galfon and and Hack Dang, which were they were crushing Rail Heaven at the time, right? And we like say hi, they're like, oh hey, and we're like all hanging out, we're cool, and he's like, okay, do you want to drive? And I was like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I can't. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta it's time to want. Like, I can't be like, no, I don't want to drive. Yeah, like, yeah I'll drive, I'm obviously. You. Yeah. So, so he hops on the back and I'm on the front and I, I'm like, okay, so all these guys are here. I'm like, I can't be a puss. Like I gotta, I gotta show them what's up. So like I hit the gas and I'm going, but I don't know what I'm doing. And we are kind of like going around a curve and then there's Mm -hmm. a big wave that's coming. And I realize I'm going too fast. I'm like getting scared. But what I don't know is that the brakes are basically like when you let go of the gas okay like when when you so you you're supposed to do it slowly mm-hmm. but we hit the wave i get scared and i completely let go and so the the jet ski like 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 goes like this and just like goes forward and then out of the corner of my eye i just see tom dwan fly over my shoulder he's just no. like just wow. like flying in the air over and I'm like oh shit
2: yeah and like, then he, fired. <laughs>
1: yeah, he yeah. smashes into the ocean and I'm just thinking like oh my gosh I have just killed Tom Dwan I'm gonna get fired right. he's not gonna let me put the video up and I see Zian Hectang and like and Phil got and they're probably like he's probably embarrassed now
0: yeah
1: I'm like oh my gosh what's gonna happen probably and got so, like
0: this pumping they're excited or no, yeah,
1: they're probably, I mean, I don't even know what they're, right. but I'm just like, I just like go over to him I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? And I can't, he's like turned away from me because I can't see his face. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: And he's just like, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so, so sorry. And when he turns around, he's just like laughing hysterically. I was like, oh, he's like, no, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. <laughs> That's but- awesome. I th- I thought I was gonna get fired. You
0: thought that was it. Before you started, it was over. But no, it was, it was so over. good. To you. So that I mean, yeah, obviously that's that's that, at that those times, and that's as big as it gets. I mean, that was like the peak of you know, TV online. Everything was Everything. just coming in the industry, and now it it's nice because. It does seem like it's, it's on the, the way back. Like it just feels like the, the numbers are up. The live venues are up. The online party poker's doing cool stuff with no HUDs, aliases. You know, they, Everyone was like the $20 million guarantees. There's, there's cool stuff happening. The software, everything's sort of improving. It feels good. And, oh, I mean, let's talk about Michigan because I'm from Michigan as well. You're Kalamazoo. Yeah. Yeah. Originally Kalamazoo.
1: Kalamazoo.
0: Kalamazoo. I'm from Ann Arbor, so a couple hours away. But in Michigan just passed, which is huge. I mean, that's just like it's a great state. Very, you know, Ryan Reese caught kind of won the main event. They're from there. It's it's a, it's, got, it's a decent state in terms of poker and numbers. And then, of course, Pennsylvania passed as well. I believe Stars is operating. I think uh, party poker is coming soon. So there's there's signs of the industry sort of emerging again. And and I think we you know Black Friday happened, April 11th. April 15th, 2011, that was a big deal. Things sort of uh, felt like the world was ending in terms of the industry, but it sort of rebounded. Um, You know, sports is legalized at a federal level as well. It kind of goes hand in hand. So what is your thoughts, current state of the industry uh, overall? Like, how do you feel? Because, you know, you're pretty on the inside too. You talk, you know, all the personalities, Sarah Herring poker news um, still there she just had a baby right or was having yeah
1: she has a baby congrats
0: to sarah so that you know like you you your feel and vibe of everything's very in tune to the media and, and what's going on what is your overall thought on the current state of the industry
1: i think that there i think that you're right in that we are on the verge i think of another you know we're just i think it's becoming more fun again like i right. feel like for a while it was not very fun right you know because when poker was booming it was all about personalities it was all about fun and i think that the big players you know the the party pokers and the pros too are talking about this that we get to be ambassadors for the game and we get to have fun and be nice and i think that amateur players are realizing that this is that they're when they go to live events, there are fun things happening. There are cool promotions. And, um, and then, and and there's so many ways for people to get in there and have fun. And I just like, I just think that, um, I think it's a really interesting time and I'm really excited for the world series of poker this year with, uh, you know, a few of the additions to the schedule. I think everybody's catering more towards people who are playing part-time and recreationally. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think it's moving in the right direction. I think people are putting focus in the right places.
0: Yes, I agree. And And I think, again, that's also part of, to the to the notion that you do these podcasts you do youtube content these type of things you know it's like luck is when our preparation meets opportunity along those lines and you you are one of the people that is embodies poker that that shows the love that does a lot of outward focus things for poker. So I think it's like those people that are doing content that are doing creation, that are giving back and sharing their experience and stuff. I mean, that's what it's about. I think it's shifted a lot You know, back in the day where the deals with stars and party and these other deals were a lot about who's winning the major tournaments. Who's the high rollers. Now it seems like it's much more focused on who's streaming Twitch, who's doing podcasts, who's doing, YouTube content and who's just, who's engaged in social media, right? Who's, who is open about it? Like you're saying with Andrew, he's sharing when he's on a downswing, you're sharing about experiences, you're talking about it, you know, being very open and honest, you know, you're not trying to sell the dream. I think that's important too, because yeah. you know, poker, it's a hard way to make easy living. You know, I love it. And I, its a, I, I want to be very careful too. It's like, look, I love poker. It's been what I've done basically my whole life. I've never had another job and I, and I love it, but you got to understand the climate's changed than what it was in 04, 05, 06, 03, you know, it's, it's harder. The game has evolved. It's, if you want to study, you want to put in work, you can do it. You can learn, you can win, you can be a profitable player, but not to be like, Oh, look, poker is the greatest thing in the world. Try to show off or, you know, sell a dream to people to play, but that's not really what, you know, what it's about. And that's not what I want to sell or what I think you, you show. You want to say, look, this is fun. Here's the plot pluses. I get to travel the world. I meet great friends. I can apply it to life. I know I can win. I can improve. I can control some of my outcome. And that's that, right? But like you show, okay, look, you lose sometimes or, you know, it's like, you can't just turn on and be a pro overnight, right? You got to study, you got to learn, you got to put in the time, you got to bankroll management, you got to good game selection and sort of show the process. So yeah, I think that, you know, you're doing that. You, Andrew as well, Johnny having a very a lot of success, great, great vlogs and, and the journey, right? It's cool. It's fun. You're basically portraying what's happening and how, it, how it all works. So yeah, I think, uh, again, we're in a good spot because of, you know, just doing that what you love and doing it and then let the other stuff kind of follows. Um, yeah, so that's a lot. We've been talking a lot. We got 60 something, almost 70 questions. I want to make sure we, we get to cover that. Um, tell me about what your weekly routine is like right now. Do you have a routine Are you playing mostly cash live at the bike? You've done some stuff what else what's your like uh your main deal with poker right now um in terms of playing like week week by week would you say like coming up for example uh, you, i think you plan I... are you do you like schedule your like months out or is it like all right i just going to australia like how how long in advance did you plan that was it like i'm gonna go as a last minute or was it like a year or six months out like all right i'm gonna go aussie mines
1: oh it was because of a drunk conversation at Lynn Gilmartin's birthday party, which was November 3rd.
2: Okay.
0: So
1: we were just like having drinks and she's like, you should come to Aussie Millions. And we were like, okay. (laughs) That was it. So we don't generally plan very far in advance. We, when we're in town, like when we're in LA, we probably go, we just play the best nights for poker, which are like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We work out Take the hour or hour and a half drive, depending on what time we leave to go to to commerce and and we grind. And then if there are I mean, I guess now, you know, we're going to look at the schedule because we both a little bit have the tournament bug. So maybe we'll go to another stop. I know the WSOPC is coming to the bike soon and Andrew and I have both made the main event final table. In consecutive years, a couple years ago, so we like that stop. So we so we'll play that, but we probably should plan more in advance.
0: Well, it's cool too because LA has they do a lot of those sort of uh, multi-flight day, big prize pool um, tournaments. Obviously, Matt Savage does a you know really looking out for players doing cool stuff there at, at the commerce live at the bike as well. You play, you know, there's, there's cash games, there's some cool stuff in LA. So, so it's a great, man. it's a great place. It's like, it's nice that you don't have to really travel in terms of playing. You guys want to play. You could any, any day, almost I would, there's like a good game or, or a tournament going on. Um, what, what would you say if you could like, now that you have the bug a bit, what would you put your, your mix, the concoction of cash and tournaments? Like what would be your ideal break mix percentages?
1: Uh, probably 80, 20, 80 cash, 20 tournaments, just sprinkle them in.
0: That sounds nice. And someone asking the chat live on the, on the feed here, uh, asking, do you have time to Twitch? Have you ever streamed on Twitch? Does that interest you? Do you have a channel?
1: I did stream way in the beginning for a little while. Okay. I actually won the satellite on, on stream. And okay. this, that was like the last thing I did because I hated it. <laughs>
0: Really? Didn't so you did not enjoy Twitch?
1: I did not enjoy it. First of all, I can I I I can barely talk and drive at the same time. Well, I shouldn't really
0: be doing that anyway. But yeah, that's I mean I get it. You're saying so it's like yeah, that's that's like driving with no hands. It's it's crazy, right? The experience, the difference between playing regular and switching. It's it's adding a lot of tables essentially. It's right?
1: so hard, and right. not just that, but also. I make weird faces when I'm thinking and I know, I think no one's watching me made a lot of weird faces. And also in the <laughs> beginning, it was a lot of like, Hey, Christy, like show me your boobs. And I'm just like, "Ugh!" so uh, I not, just hated not, it.
0: Uh, fair enough. That's, uh, that's enough. I think to, uh, yeah, that, that would, that would not be appealing or, or so much that you'd like dying to get back on there, but you do actually have a channel. So you have a Christy on that Twitch, We you just haven't, yeah, there, it's there somewhere, somewhere. Okay. Um, uh, that's uh, yeah. It's, it's it's also not as fun, right? If you're in LA and you're living, because it's like you can't just hop on and play a full, yeah, like a great schedule. You're you're you know you're you're playing on, I guess, either an unregulated site, and, and California is not even like in Vegas. At least there's WSOP or some. Yeah, stuff. I was playing
2: like,
1: on ACR.
0: Yeah, so you you don't have ton of great, you know, things, options. And like you said, you're already busy. You're not really looking to add another major undertaking. You're looking to, to especially focus that on. one
1: where I was like, this I want to put a stick in my eye. This sucks.
0: Yeah. All right. Fair and hey, listen. But right I
1: here. have so much respect and I love watching other people do it. I just it wasn't for me.
0: Yeah, that's I totally get it. I mean that's there are there's a lot of good options for platforms, different ways of doing stuff. So it's it's Yeah. And actually not.
1: I think I would like it a little bit more now because I, I I'm I'm more practice and speaking out loud what i'm thinking and also i think the poker community twitch community has changed a little it's not as like rogue because it was way in the beginning when i did it so i think people are a little bit more respectful like i don't think there'd be as many yeah
0: it's uh it's a it's different now i would say it's changed some but i mean again youtube you get it too right like youtube i would almost say is more Um, heart like the the, uh, toxic I I actually feel on my channel that I have fairly good you know interaction stuff but still you see some just like when people are not positive. They're like really not positive. It's not like, Oh, I didn't agree. Or like, yeah, you play that handbag. It's like, you're the worst. You know, you suck. How could you like your joke? Like they really like the, the trolls yeah, and the, 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 jugular, they call them sure. the warrior. keyboard warriors come out and they just, they let you have it. So you know, I've even seen some, some really high profile, great players, streamers, Twitch to do highlight videos that have like commented, like, look, you I'm almost sure oh, I was just one, trying to, you. just going to try pop sign for you. But the, uh, they, they they're like they're just like i don't even want to do youtube you know they're like this is like it's like so toxic that i don't even want to um <laughs> i don't even want to be involved you know so it, it's it's interesting it's different and you have to deal with that that's part of it right if you put out content and you put yourself out there and be vulnerable it's like people are gonna you have to sort of expect to get get uh get get crushed a bit and that's okay It's just kind of surprising how nasty people can really be but that's okay yeah. you know it's it is what it is it just it shows you like usually those are people that have a lot of issues themselves or they're you have to worry yeah. like if someone's like brave enough and or well not brave enough just to like attack or say negative things like it's just you almost yeah, feel bad, bad, bad right you can't take it personal
1: yeah so. yeah but i also think like if you have a big big enough reason why you're putting the content out like whether it's because you know jeff like for you you're, you're like you're doing this you have a family now you're it it As long as you have like a big reason, it's much easier to handle the haters. I think if you're just like doing it for whatever reason, it's like, why am I doing, why am I putting myself through this? You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, it's, it is what it is. It's just all part of it. So, um, well, Christy, that, this is, this is, again, this is a lot of questions and I do, I love to give, I think there's, I'm impressed by the questions actually. And we do have a giveaway, a $55 ticket. From party poker as well if you guys want to interact you will be eligible by asking a question following the instructions uh, is there anything else before we dive into this this batch of questions Is there anything else you want to you know talk about goals did you do, are you a big new year like new year sit down map it out and make some big big um resolutions and goals or do, are you more just sort of uh go with the flow
1: Uh, before I used to be a goal setter, like a results goal setter, but this year I am focused on habits, like small habits and who I want to be. So Mm -hmm. like my big goals are like to, you know, meditate every day and learn how to be present, be patient, you know, all of these being goals and then let the results fall where they may.
0: I like it. Yeah. I, you know, I find, I find going back and forth as well on that. Like I want to sit down, I've done years where I'll, I'll write down and be like, all right, you know, I want to do this many things. I want to, I think it's also important to be realistic with the goals, like, especially in yeah. tournaments, if you're like, I want to make this much money or I want to, you can't, you have to like do stuff that you can control. Like, all right, I want to play this many tournaments or I want to stream this many times. If you start trying to hit, like, I want this many, you know, viewers or this many results, like it, it doesn't really work like that. And I think you have to be careful when you're Doing goals or, or what you're really what what the the meaning of why you're doing those goals are. So I like how you're saying that too um, to to sort of come from that that approach, which I think is more controllable and also uh, tranquil, right? It's less like a yes. stressful like trying to oh I have to do this because in the back of your mind you may even like play differently or do something not not that's not what you really should be doing to try to reach something that's out of your control. So uh, yeah, I like I like what you said there. Um, all right, we are going to oh and so you did so der was your most that was your favorite maybe our most you know meaningful or memorable, for sure. memorable uh interview i do i want to click over here too i know we had this was fun because a pca also this was yes it was fun back in the day okay with, first uh,
1: can i say say too so yeah. obviously i'm like pooping my pants because I, i'm about to interview Michael Phelps after yeah. this was like right after he had just become like the most decorated Olympian of all time yeah. and I woke up to you and I'm like hey Jeff you know like or whatever and I'm like I introduced myself to Michael Phelps and he goes yeah I know who you are and I was like <laughs>
0: <laughs> he gave you a, I was like, yeah I'm, a, I'm a, exact that's the thing that's funny though because like you're thinking about it, it's like that from the domain space where it's it's they know you because you're, like, it. you're the face, like he loves poker. So it's like, of course, yeah, he's seen you probably a thousand times. And then, but you're, you're not really thinking like that. Right. Cause it's just like, all right, do your job. You enjoy it. You put it out there and you're just like, but it's like, really you are. That's what I'm saying. When I think of poker news, I think of Christy Arnett, right. That's like, you're like, you were there for like so many years and the folk, like the, the interviewer for so many years, but it's funny like that. Right. Like, cause you don't, yeah. it doesn't it, like, it's a weird, uh, uh, a weird Twitch. So I th- th- uh, just switched it flicks. Yeah. But this was, I just, I just find, cause I remember this was like the, oh. yeah, this was a fun, fun time. So uh, what, what other, what other, uh, what other professional so- superstars of their, field like have you done I mean, you've been i mean because i know the common ones like kevin hart paul pierce are always sort of present like at the pca there's uh what's his name um tony hawk and they kind of some of sergio garcia are there any other sort of like legendary sports um stars that maybe you've met that aren't that maybe people don't know play poker or that you got to meet they were kind of cool?
1: oh that not sure those
0: are like the ones i feel like everyone knows they're like always at the like they're just like people know they love poker. Was there anyone that you were somewhere like remote or some like a one off that maybe I don't even know ever I wouldn't have thought of?
1: Oh man, of I don't uh, I there's not any that I can think of. But
0: uh but you've interviewed a t- I mean you've done so many like actors. Actor, there's a lot of actors too that play. Yeah.
1: I mean like Ben Affleck and uh Matt Damon, you know, they were at a charity event I was at yeah. once. But oh, man, no, it's a tough one,
0: yeah, but you gotten I mean it, it, it was is it gotten did interviewing get easier for you like was it something that was you were nervous right away just naturally because that's like new and then all of a sudden it was just like just next thing was it was there anything different that Actually, was
1: like It was always, I was always really nervous. I actually struggled with social anxiety for a long time through my early 20s. And it wasn't until I understood where that came from and really worked on it. And like, so it wasn't the interviewing I was actually working. I was was like working on my social anxiety. And so, no, it was always, it was always hard um, until I kind of like tackled that part head-on
0: yeah that's yeah it's it's a uh, it, it's one of those things like you said it's just it's not I think people assume that just gets easier it's like it's just always whatever but it's still like you're in front because it's it seems like twitch too and YouTube it's nice because you can edit right but like an interview yeah. I guess they can kind of edit but sometimes you're live or you know you still like it happens and it's with the person so you want to and you want to do your best and you want to be professional right it's like you kind of feel a little pressure to like do a good job or do your best and and you know you don't want to be doing 10 takes right forever especially when someone yeah. you know is like
2: that's okay. like you know or you're on a
0: break it's like kind of pressure because there's not you only you maybe get one take or two takes you can't just like take someone's you know they got to go back and play and then yeah have you ever had was there anyone that was ever like a memorable interview that was just like it just didn't go like the Tough spot where maybe someone busted or it was just like they weren't having it that day. You don't have to say a name per se, but like was everyone that just you were like, or, you, or you're or you like, I can't do this. I think I've talked to someone, Lingale Martin I think told me there's someone where she was basically like I'm not doing this interview. Like I just, I can't do it right now because I know them and they're like too going to be too tilted or I'm not asking that. Have you ever had any kind of like awkward like uh, situation where you just, you, you just knew it wasn't going to go, go well or you couldn't do it?
1: Um, meh, well, the... <laughs> So I had this great idea for a video at Card Player, which was that we were gonna prank car we were gonna prank pro poker players. Yeah. And I sat down Mike Watson.
2: Mm, and so lots, he
1: just course. won like a WPT. He was a crusher. And I decided that I was just gonna be like pretty much we were gonna do a strategy interview, and everything that he said was gonna be like the dumbest thing I ever heard. Okay. <laughs> and Oh my God, it's so, it's still so hard to talk about because it was so awful. Because so I did, he, so I, we're talking about the strategy of changing gears, why changing gears in poker is good. So I asked him, first of all, what's changing gears? And he's like, he gives some brilliant answer. And I'm just like, actually, can we stop for a second? And I was just like, that was bad. Can we do that again? And then he, and then he gave a brilliant answer again. And then,
0: dude. You were like punks. I, you were punking him. Basically. I was you were like you were, and he he was he just and it just it didn't it didn't go as planned, or he like it was like just act too awkward. It almost worked too well, maybe.
1: Here's the thing. Okay, first of all, also Vivek Rajkumar set him up. He was like, Let's do Mike Watson. And I was like, Yeah, okay. So so Rivik's in the room. And Mike was, here's you just you don't want to punk the sweetest people ever. You want to punk somebody who is like a little bit deserves it. Like someone who can dish it out too. Right. But like Mike Watson is possibly the nicest guy. Yeah, yeah. Is he Canadian?
0: His, so his, I guess, fiance now or Sarah, uh, Sarah and my wife are like, super tight you know it stops they hang out all the time i like mike a lot he's not one of my like you know i don't hang out with them all the time but we spend time together like you're saying the nicest guy right and it's like i know i know him and I, i'm just thinking about this in my head i'm like yeah i can't think of like someone this is like you know because it's got to be it this is i'm just trying to see how this would go and i could see how it could go like could really be awkward, right? Like, just, like, oh. he's so nice and, like, he wants to do well and he's trying to be – and he also isn't, like, a big – he doesn't love – you know, he's not, like, always on the camera and stuff. He's very quiet, reserved. He's one of the best players in the game. But I'm just thinking in my head, like, so what, what was the end result?
1: He, like – he's, like, I got to take a break. And he, like, walks away and he's just – he's, like, I'm sorry. I just need to take a break. And he's so nice. And then yeah. he's, like, in – he's, like, taking a break and we're, like, ah, just joking. And he's, like, uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was, it was did you do it for other Like what did this golf did you do other ones then too? Or was this like all right this is? Yeah, there. we did
1: Gus Hansen. So I learned obviously that you don't you don't like kick a, a bunny, you know, like he was just he's just so nice. And he was like, ah, okay. It's like whatever. I I mean like I still whenever I think about it, I still like hate myself a little. But um then we did Gus Hansen. I can't even remember what we did to Gus Hansen but right. it was funny because Gus is Gus he's like you know yeah. he's gonna like make fun of me back you know
0: right exactly like he's more of a yeah I could see more of uh where it would be you know and then just like the interaction but yeah like I said that's that's very interesting yeah I don't think I ever saw that did it, did it air i might have to check that out oh yeah oh, that's oh
1: a, please don't it's, don't
0: look it's, it's at actually
1: it. it's actually I mean it was so long ago it's buried somewhere I don't know.
0: Yeah. Okay. Maybe I, uh, fair enough. I won't, I won't go You do
1: not want to watch
0: it's, it. It's, it's one of those things. It's just one of those pieces. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's dive in. Cause again, guys, we have a, we have a $55 ticket. We have a lot of questions, so we'll try to zoom through yeah, some. Of these.
1: I'll, I'll go
2: fast. Sorry. Yeah. We'll
0: do some speed rounds on some of these and, and, uh, we'll skip some, but we'll, we'll look through here. Uh, here we go. So what would you say to parents that are concerned about their son wasting their life? That's a strong word, but I guess i that's what they're asking the message. Of, if a parent's saying don't play poker, you're going to you're going to throw away your, your life and this and that. What would be your um, what would you say to those parents to that to say that?
1: Well, you're kind of right. It comes like a loaded question, because whenever you have something that's important like this and there's a disagreement, the first thing you need to do is get on the same page about something. So, first of all, there's like what the parent thinks wasting life son thinks or daughter or whatever thinks they're living their dream or going for it. So, um, you know, I would just say they're an adult and you gotta have, you gotta have their back. I mean, I don't know, this is a tough one, but I would just say first get on the same page and even a parent son or daughter relationship also needs to be a win-win. How can we have a conversation about how, the son or daughter is going to live a life that is meaningful to them. And how can the parent get on the same page?
0: I love it. Also, we'll just, I'll hit on the two points you said earlier, get on TV and take them to dinner and then, you know, take that, them out, show them that you're, that, show them that it's uh it's viable. And it's, there's yeah. some uh, some perks to it. So that's, that's the other answer. She didn't mention that earlier. What is the best thing you can rescue from your experience as a professional poker player? What's, what's the best thing about being a prof- poker player?
1: The best thing is that every day other than when you schedule an interview with Jeff Gross every day I'm like I can do whatever I want to do at any time
0: open canvas at all times right yeah what day of the week is it I bet you don't know you know it's like I never know yeah especially you just came from Australia so it's even more confusing but exactly that that's like legitimately I think the, the the funniest part and the best part is like that if you can get to a point where your schedule is your schedule i think that's like when you start talking about someone even just put on the screen here um let me see a question here from jack how much do you uh how much does she make your very personal question i was people asking that stuff too not saying to answer it. but the 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 point is whatever that number is or again in your case in my case we don't know exactly because there is variance and there is some playing involved not just doing other things but that number you could add a zero to it or say you could make a lot more doing some kind of banking or surgeon or whatever. And that's great. But like, for me, I think humbly saying that the greatest thing you can do, I think is to be your own boss and have your own schedule. And that is, there's no question. And I think you would say the same sentiment, like you're saying that's that to have your own schedule is priceless, right? Like you just went to Australia on a wing over a drink. You might go play today. You might do it. You could fire up a podcast today. You could go on the beach. You could take off the next month. You could play, the next month but that's that's literally you're just living in a in your own best self you're living your best life christy best right? life and that's yeah. that's the best there you go that's that's what that's what's going on with poker so I, I i hear what you're saying on that so what do you like about poker that's another question we'll say the same do you speak spanish i think we got some spanish in here i do not okay hola
1: that's all yeah,
0: I know. Hola, hello uh son tuas cartas favorite so don't know what that means something about your favorite have you ever been to belgrade belgrade Mm -mm. No. Do you have a special routine before a big tournament? Give me a look. You're playing the one K six max tournament. You just final table in Australia. Does your day to day change as you get deeper? Is every day the same Is every day different?
1: What I'm trying to do is have a morning routine that is always the same. That sets me up for the best day I can have, which is I wake up, I stretch a little, I journal, have coffee (laughs) <laughs> and um, and meditate. So it goes in different orders. sometimes it doesn't get done, but for the most part, every day. I do that and it helps me get focused. It has trained my brain to stay present. And one of the biggest things, especially for poker, is that you need to be able to make sound decisions under a lot of pressure. And (laughs) what I hear a lot and what I have struggled with before is like, how come I knew what I was supposed to do and I didn't do it? Like, Mm -hmm. do you ever like, do you ever like play and something comes up and you're like, I should fold? And then somehow your like hand is pushing in chips. That was a that is a thing sometimes, and when I get grounded in the morning, and I'm and I have trained my brain how to be present, that happens so much less often,
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: like
1: way less. So starting my day and those routines are non-negotiables.
0: Yeah yeah i think it's 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 uh realizing too at this level and you work with raise your edge, I know you do and and you talk about and understanding the mental side of the game and too it's just so it's so important just like anything sports even doing your you know interviewing whatever right when you're in a clear mindset when you're focused when you're relaxed when you're you're on target on point it just, things go well, right? Like even in a tournament, like if someone's talking to me or like I'm running, you know, bounce around, I'm on my phone. It's like, yeah, you're in a hand in the spot where like, you just like kind of black out or your mind's wandering or you don't play your best. And one little thing can affect your whole trajectory of what you're doing or in a cash session. If you miss value on one hand or you make a bad call in a spot where you maybe would be able to. Um, and you know, it's, uh, it's, it's it just it, it all can it just changes, so yeah, I think that's that's important to to be in that routine and have your best practices at all times, and it's easier said than done, but I think that's like at that level you start realizing that's like the next thing to do right you, yeah
1: it's, but it's and and like the thing to realize is it just makes you money <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yes, that's well, that's exactly right um where do you live at the moment Are you guys you're you're parked or are you bouncing around
1: parked, parked in l a
0: LA. And nice, love place, it. nice place to be. Uh, what are some of your favorite poker moments? Give us one.
1: Uh, one is I was getting coaching from Andrew Beluga, Whale Simon, and we were doing this video series on deuces cracked. And it was the first time someone had Pulled me aside and were like, let's make videos, strategy videos. Where you're going to get coaching. You're a player. And I started to feel like a real player. I was still working at Poker News. But I was like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a poker player. So, I mean, I, I felt that way before, but not as like this level where I deserved coaching. And I was playing online, playing on Full Tilt and Poker Stars and all this stuff. So, I, I had just done the coaching and I was like playing the mini F-tops. And it was cool because this was like in my range of buy-ins, mini F-tops, big fields, big mm-hmm. prizes. And I played the $55 heads up tournament. Okay. And I was in the semifinals and I got all in with king 8 versus king 10 on a king 10 8 board. Mm. And Johnny Vibes who uh is, you know, my brother-in-law, we talked about him. He was standing behind me watching me and we just like man i was like it's a good run we like look at each other and we're like i mean this is it you know it's like
2: yeah this is it this is how One it goes down right
1: and then uh on the river i hit an eight and we were like yeah and we we're both jumping up and down and then like andrew calls me because andrew you know we just love each other so much it's like really intense so he like wanted to like not be in the room because it's just like he yeah. didn't want to bring his nervous energy and we're all just like
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that, that, that is special. That, that, those kind of ones that uh, it's nice. That's, that's very cool. And you got how, so you ended up going to the final or. Yeah. You, so we ended up
1: going to the final, but this is the topper. This is my favorite. The, okay. You know, we got there and then, yeah. and then we go heads up and, um, we're like typing in a chat. We're like, do you want to chop and stuff? And the guy's like, yeah, I'll chop. If you give me like 20% more or whatever. And I was like, no, we're, I mean, yeah. no,
2: we were, we were going to
1: chop it evenly or we're not. Right. He was like, no, I'm better. And I was like, okay, then we're, pl- let's like, let's play bro. And it, then yeah. we start playing. And then, um, I-, I see later that like people are all in the chat and he's like, who is this? Cause people knew, you know, my screen name and who I was and I crushed him.
0: And it felt so good. Yeah, there's nothing better than a, a deal negotiation and then winning. But all, especially when the other person's being unreasonable or cocky or whatever, that that's that is those are those are for sure the greatest. So that yeah, that's that's yeah, get him, get him. So that's nice. That's that's beautiful. All right, uh, cheapest place to stay in Vegas. What's the what's like a deal in Vegas or, or spots you know. They're like good to go stay. If you're like coming. Just to use the,
1: the, the app hotel tonight and whatever's cheapest on that app.
0: That's that really app good. Done. Fair enough. Uh, what uh, this is a question live right now. I see Jimmy Baker asking what career would she do if you couldn't play poker? What would you be in say out of the industry of poker even
1: an entertainer storyteller? I don't know what that means, but I would be doing things that are performing probably.
0: Very nice. That's, and that, so that could be, is there any specific genre or just like, you don't know, just something in that, like, what would be anything come to mind?
1: I mean, I've done stand up a couple times. I love it. I've done storytelling, like where you get up on stage and tell stories or, (laughs) you know, and that's kind of what I'm pursuing right now. I'm writing and I'm, I want to speak publicly. And, um, so it's all kind of along the same lines, but if it wasn't poker at all, I wasn't writing this book. I would probably like I don't know I would probably be here in LA doing something like that
0: how how is the book experience going in terms of uh, amount of time that um that it that's going like is it uh is it what you would say is were you like when you said I want to write a book because I'm actually debating on some of that and looked into a bit because it it sounds like very cool and fun and and it is I'm sure but it's how has that been so far in terms of workload and just because it's it's hard to put everything down on paper. And then when you start like, Oh, I want to talk about this. And then you start writing it. I just feel like it's a little bit hard, you know, cause it's like, it takes a lot of time and you're not, maybe not the best writer, right? Like not saying you are, or aren't, but uh, you can talk, but then like to actually write well, or you have to have help. So how has that process been? Has it been easier, harder than you thought it would be, or just love it? It's horrible. Horrible. Okay. That was would... horrible.
1: It's not hard. Yeah. It's not easy or fun. It's, right. it's so hard. Uh, but I still love it. Um, I mean, I still, I still love it sort of, it's just like, I love what I'm doing, but at the same time, it's like, it's, it's just the hardest thing ever. It's hard to sit down and and stay focused and especially it depends on the topic that you're talking about of course if it's like you're like I don't know what the topic of your book is but if it's about something you're an expert in and you're just wanting to share it right then maybe that's going to be different and easier and someone can also help you like you can just speak and someone can help you put the thoughts on paper and I think that would be an incredible book Um, but for me I'm writing every single word and it's about something that's very emotional also so Mm -hmm. it's really hard and i've had to stop and start over and and it's uh it's difficult but
0: yeah. okay fair enough that's honest very honest And I, I think that that's what i was expecting because i i can i got a little taste of doing like a sample writing and someone had an idea for a book to do and it like i just i like it, it, it to, to your point it wasn't something i would even consider myself an expert on and what i'm like so passionate about and it was just like very hard for me because i like i, I just kind of like i don't know and i was like feeling it didn't really like wasn't meshing right because I would like to do a book at some point. I don't know exactly what, but I, like, it's more like what you're doing. You're saying about you're telling your basically your story, like of poker and with your husband. I mean, that's like so. It's like from your heart, passion. Like there's no one's going to tell you, oh, that's not right or like whatever. It's just like no, this is how I feel and this is what it is and that's it. And like they can, you can make some you know adjustment on the wording maybe or some of the stuff, but the idea and the and the uh, foundation is from your heart. And that 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 I think that's fun, right? Like no matter what, that's like a project. Even if it's hard, it's still like you know, you're doing it right. It's not like, all right, like, uh, I'm not sure. So, um, very cool. And I can't wait to check that out. I will definitely read that and check that out. Uh, take some more here, a uh, favorite Pokemon choose place in Vegas, a heads up for chef on stream. She doesn't stream. She doesn't, she's not a Twitch streamer, uh, <laughs> challenges are uh, resolutions in 2020 touch on this a bit, but give me one in 2020, just something that you're, you want to say, all right, you know what? I'm, I'm ready to do this thing differently or, or new. Twenty twenty anything. Make
1: a human. That's what I'm trying to do.
0: Hello. That's a big human. No big deal. Got your girl Sarah popping one out. I mean, congrats to Sarah. That's you know, you gotta have them grow. You don't want it too far apart from your best friends, right?
2: I know, right? Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's that's exciting. So okay. Win a tournament
1: and write the book.
0: Book human uh tournament win, okay. Got it. Those are three three nice ones. Uh, what is the moment you realized that you belonged among those that call poker a career and not just a hobby? When did you say, I can do this, I'm going to do this?
1: Uh, that's interesting. There's not really ever just a random time or moment for me, but what I tell people all the time is that if you're not keeping track of your results, then you're not taking the game seriously. So it was just a long time coming where I knew – I could estimate about how much money I make an hour and how feasible it would be for me to be a professional or not have another job. So not really a specific time.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's well, that's, uh, that's important. If it's, if nothing stands out, not to, uh, not to just say something that, you know, I like Chrissy's honest, you know, same thing with Twitch. He's like, I'd rather stick a pencil in my eye than stream on Twitch, which is, which is brutally honest. And that's cool. Cause I, I think a lot of people, who think maybe they want to do it or try it, don't love it either. Right. It's not for everyone. And then there's, there's challenges with that and, and, and reasons why I like there's, you know, I get it. Um, opinion about Jeff gross, our host.
1: Oh my gosh. I love Jeff. We, I was just like in Aussie millions <laughs> with Lynn and we're sitting on the couch and we were both just talking about how much we love you, how
2: oh, hard good.
1: you work. Like, we were just like, what are all the things that he's doing? It's crazy. And I don't know, you're just such a stand-up guy. And I think that, you know, when we talk about how poker is evolving, you are on the forefront of the reason why it's becoming more fun. It's becoming more engaging for recreational players all over the country. If they're not in like one of the big cities like Vegas or LA, they can really be in it because of the content that people like you create.
0: Well, yeah, you as well. I appreciate it. Very kind words. Uh, thank you. And and uh, I, w- I would say the same for you as well. And I think you do a great job with the content, which is great. It's fun and it, it's enjoyable. And I think people really can kind of can relate, and, they, and, they, and the fact that you're honest as well, like that and you're showing the negative, like Andrew as well. And you say he's going through a downswing. They talk about it because it's not all fun. It's not always just like so great. Right. Like there is there is negative stuff that are times of feelings and emotion. And that's part of it all. So, you know, well, thank you for the compliment and uh, back at you as well. We see Altair saying, I love you, honey. Uh, what is your key to success? Give us a secret in what has made you be able to uh, accomplish what you've done so far? What's a a key to your success?
1: I have made it a big commitment to use whatever I am doing to become a better person. And poker has given me the biggest opportunity to constantly work on who I am. How do I treat people when things aren't going right? Am I resilient in the face of defeat? You know, who who am I when I'm winning? Does, do I make that like about my worth and who I am? You know, and it's like, right. so no matter what happens, whether I win or I lose, I'm becoming better. And I think that anybody who is constantly trying to be a better parent or poker player or better at their job, they will be successful. I mean, it's just like in poker, when you constantly make the right decisions and put the odds in your favor, even if in the short term, you don't get the promotion or whatever. If you keep doing that and keep improving and keep becoming a better person, you will be successful for sure.
0: Very cool. No, I like that. Can you picture yourself being a pro for the rest of your life or do you have other plans? Is that is poker is that your main gig for a long time? And I guess having a no. child would I wanna be yeah.
1: no, no, no. My goal is to be the whale. I wanna I wanna crush something else so big that I'm just like that's I'm the awesome. whale. Like I come around and they make the 10th seat for me. they're like, come on in. I'm like,
0: Hey, the for me. That's <laughs> you know? the dream. that is so funny. One of my, one of my best friends, Gary, he, uh, he was a featured on a vlog. He came to Vegas this summer. He's like $1, $2 kind of, you know, come to some money was playing 300, 600, had like the craziest Vegas trip of all time, whatever, right? But the point is, that's exactly what his dream is. He said, no, I wanna be a whale. I wanna be in exactly yeah. that. I wanna have fun, have drinks, sit around, like First of all, being a whale is a little different too. If you, cause you know how to play and you're like you're a success so like you'll never really truly be a whale. But if like, yeah, Christy Arnett owns a magazine, writes a best selling author, you know, makes mm-hmm. hundreds of millions and then you go into Vegas and sit in, in uh Bobby's room and you're and you buying for two hundred K and you just don't really Blash care what around. happens. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, you're not folding the flush straw and you're having a good time. <laughs> <That's>,
1: <laughs> never
2: fold a yeah, flush that's, draw. That's
0: that's the dream. I, I love that. That's very cool. So hopefully uh whale whale Arnett in the next decade uh, uh, that would be, that'd be awesome. So that's great. I like that. Um, favorite drink,
1: coffee, alcohol, beer,
0: beer, be- beer, and coffee. I love coffee as well. How many coffees have you had today?
1: Just one. one? I'm trying to cut back.
0: What's so your what, just one? What's the most? I'm trying co- to
1: have a baby. It's like a thing. Apparently.
0: Oh, Interesting. I, that, that's true. I knew that. I've been a while since the process, but that's right. My wife doesn't uh, drink much coffee. She gets very, very hot. Very, very it, it hits her like, very uh... hard. So yeah, yeah. She's at. What's the most coffees you've had in a day? Like, have you ever had five? Or like, are you like a two or three? Oh yeah.
1: Oh, when I would travel on the road and get jet lagged, me and Sarah yeah. and Donnie Peters would crush the espresso. It was just like way too many. I don't know. Like
0: Italian version, right? Just every two hours, like you just rip a rip a shot of espresso. Yeah. That's, yep. that's cool. Love Donnie. Also part of our uh, USA team, uh, world cup soccer team championship. Donnie's a great, great soccer player as well. Uh, yes. And, and and Christy, we saw some questions about sports. Christie's a fantastic player and you played in college.
1: Yep. I did
0: for in, in Indiana,
1: in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah. yeah. We were somehow a division one school and terrible.
0: Well, but you got, it doesn't matter. You played D one. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, yep. Very nice. Um, and your opinion, what makes a professional good in his field, skill or talent? Well, I don't know necessarily. Let's just let's assume that we're saying skill. What skills makes someone do you think stand out over the years? What have you noticed? Maybe players that have been on great runs, or players you've interviewed. Maybe you've done do, delving in a bit on what they do or how they do. Is there any word or or thing that stands out? If it's bankroll management or discipline or studying, what 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 is like something that you feel is synonymous with the with a great player.
1: Great player is that they are focused and pretty much have nothing else in their life because if, if your only focus is poker, I mean, that's, I mean, especially these days, like way back in the day, some of the best players were like feel players and experienced players, and they had years of experience, but not anymore. Now it's just like, If you have a singular focus, you can be the best.
0: I like that. It's true. Um, Favorite live venue to play at?
1: I mean, commerce. I'm always there. It's got the most cash games. So that's my favorite place to play. And now tournaments, Aussie Millions. I just want to go there every year.
0: Mm, They have great coffee as well. That they're, oh. they're known for their shop they're just, they're just cool, cool right it's weird it's so weird to say that because you think like oh new york or miami or la what's how could like a city be known for their shops and their coffee but it's i guess it's more like the breakfast right it's like the breakfast the vibe just like the i don't know how to describe it can you elaborate what makes the coffee so good there and they uh it's more the experience i guess too but what what specifically because i hear that I think- like everywhere people say it's the best and i and i would agree i'm trying to place it why though
1: the espresso is always top notch but the milk they use the best almond milk the best oat milk the best mm. whole milk whatever it is yeah it's so much better than ours
0: interesting okay that that that's a good reason why i'm trying to place it too um What's your favorite way to relax after a long poker day? You play a session, you come home. What, what do you do to just sort of unwind? Because it's hard, right? You you, street, you play or online or live and then it's like everything's going through your mind. You're thinking about whether you won or lost. Like, oh, I could have done this differently or why did I do that? Or man, that was so obvious after the fact. How do you just like, how do you just decompress?
1: It's funny because Andrew and I usually go play together and he decompresses by unloading every hand he played in the session on me so he just like talks the whole way and mine is like i just want to be quiet and sit mm-hmm. and not say anything
0: okay. um
1: and just like let it blah, go away um, right. but usually what helps is we'll sit and have dinner and watch some like youtube or netflix
0: any good netflix stuff you got going on any shows you you love or
1: oh my god we just watched don't F with cats, hmm. and it was so disturbing. I thought it was going to be something fun about cats, and it was hmm. a, like about a psychopath, and it was
0: awful. Wow. Uh oh. So okay, there's a there's a there's a other way, and that stay away from that. That's almost more about no.
1: It's kind of amazing. I mean, we oh. had to watch the whole thing, but it's it also intense. very disturbing. I just saw uncut Ready for gems. That, then watch it.
0: I just saw uncut gems yesterday with Adam Sandler. It's got a little poker, like kind of gambling vibe to it. I don't know if you've seen it or heard about it. No,
1: but really that's cool, the list now. I thought that it was be the next thing
0: I heard he put He put on a great performance. It's, it's pretty cool. Like I think I have a feeling you'll love it just cause it's like, it's got like the sports, the vibe there's like diamonds and, and they do a good intro. It's it, it, was actually really good. I would highly recommend it. It's cool. Uncut gems.
1: Okay. Definitely. That's you'll, all you'll, you'll, It's
0: worth going to the theater for. Um, so yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, what was your, Oh, someone just said, <laughs> hi, I wanted to tell you that you are really beautiful. Suppose you are my girlfriend and we were playing a tournament and we, each we reach a hand at the end at the final table will you let me win or do you play me to the death so i guess this is the way of just asking to the you death to the death right what? yeah has that happened with you and andrew have you been at a table yeah, we, and played
1: yeah we just at the Aussie millions we were uh placed at the final table or not a final table a uh, a table in the same tournament and we just we just play and try to beat each other I- I, I took will, him out of the satellite like before that. It's just the only way to right. be in integrity. And also, why would we,
2: I don't
0: right. know,
1: let each other win? I,
0: I, I agree completely. Now, let me ask you this, though, because this is this is uh, tricky because I agree with that. And I think you should do that, of course. But I feel like subconsciously or just at some level, because there was that whole, you know, Chrissy Bicknell, who, Kristen Bicknell, who's obviously one of the best players in the world now, top 10 GPI best female player of the year her and Alex Fox and Alex Fox and number one player in the world uh GPI ranked wise just won the Bellagio 10k you know he's they actually battled that there was kind of crazy story I'm sure you remember a couple years ago at the Venetian they got down to three Kyle Burns also raising a lot of money for Australia doing some cool stuff and I I just was chatting more with him too I mean it was that was a wild scenario right because it was on camera it was three-handed I think they had like aces to jacks Sub like 25 blinds and it didn't get all in on like a jack high flop, you know, these kind of things. And it's, it's, it's tricky because it's like, all right, at the end of the day, like, listen, if you know the three bet hands and situation stacks, let's say you play great. Like you don't have to go for every spot all the time. I mean, listen, when I play in a tournament, there's times where I get a dealt ACE four suited and there's an open, I don't three bet a guy and some guys I do or some people I flat. So like I'm playing differently against people in different spots or even just how I'm feeling or what's my, you know, so there's like a there is a lot of room for interpretation and yeah. in sort of the so it's like, all right, you get dealt seven, eight suited and maybe you would three bet this guy, but Andrew opens, you know, are you just gonna be like, all right, I'm I'm going for it? And you're probably not going out of your way to like make him be difficult. Now of course there's also a difference where if you have kings and he raises you, you're never gonna fold or just call or like try to like you know, bat signal him. I get. there's That's like very different, though, right? But it's like yeah. you know. So I don't know. And that I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but it's sort of a weird deal. And why they don't like they separate brothers Doyle and, and Todd. I think the World Series has rules, even if you're if you're related, married, or like brother, they separate you at tables when you can. not Obviously, at a final table, there's nowhere to separate. So I don't know. It's kind of an interesting little thing because it's sort of like a weird uh, conundrum, right? Because it's not necessarily. Do you play to the death? Do you check raise right. your grandma? Or do you just sort of stay away? I don't know. It sounds like you guys lean more towards going for it, but I, I, you see what I'm saying, right? And it's not necessarily totally. right or wrong, but like I don't know totally. you going out of your way to like punish him, but you, you want to win. You're going to like, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you're, we're all,
1: and it's tough too because, we know each other's games too. So even if we're not even like doing the subconscious thing, it's like, I know that from this position, like he's going to be doing these things against these kind of players. It is tough. And I don't really know what a better solution would be, but you know, there's, it's just, I mean, at least for us, and we've been together 15 years and travel everywhere. It's just like, it's not ever that huge of a deal. And I guess, you know, when it's like someone, you know, like Kristen Bicknell and, Alex Fox and who play smaller field tournaments and all the same ones, it's going to happen a little bit more often. And I think they did exactly what they should have done, which is offer a deal. And when he said, no, then it's
0: like, I don't know where you could just like, you can't really even fault them if you wanted to, because they basically said, look, like here's the deal. We're together. You're three handed. And that's just like part of nature where we're going to like, yeah, you know, it's just like one of those things. So I think he's crazy not to take it. I mean, it shows you how confident he is in his game. he's almost like, I don't even care if you are doing whatever or whatever, I'm going to go for it. Um, but either way. So I, I just, I'm just referencing that because it's a, it's a very, it's a bizarre and, and, uh, not normal circumstances, but it does happen. And, uh, it's just sort of like a, it's just one of those things. So I think you answered very well. It does show you guys have knocked each other out. You go for it. I mean, again, Kristen, I'm not even implying or inferring they did something wrong or anything. It's just like that was one of those things that I see them. They do battle and they do knock each other out. It happens. Like you know, anyway. So I get it. You you answered it well. So you're going to win. If you guys are heads up too, it's like yeah, that's it. You guys are playing for it. You're not like oh he's my husband. I'm gonna let him win or oh I want you. Even said Andrew wants you to win in general. Like he's always rooting for you. But you know, if it come down to heads up, like you guys would battle for it. You're gonna go for the trophy. Definitely. Okay. Uh, favorite poker tournament of the year?
1: Tournament. Oh, um, honestly, I love the ladies' event. And because, okay, the main event is obviously amazing and so fun, but it's also so stressful. And it's just really stressful. But the ladies' event is just so fun.
0: Yeah, that's 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 cool. You've done well. I've seen actually let's pull up quickly. We did not even we normally talk about I mean you're primarily a cash game player, also haven't played um even that many tournaments or whatever, but you do have you have a nice fifty five K score here. You got fifth in a circuit event, which is a pretty I mean that's again, if you're playing cash, that's man, David Fan, that guy can do it, huh? He's still around. It's crazy. He, He's still winning tournaments and Oh. I remember him from full the tilt dragon. every tournament on full tilt. Um, that's, that's hilarious. Uh, so you got fifth in that. What was that like? Cause I mean, that's, that's a, like, again, in tournaments, it's different because it's to, to hit like a 55 K bankroll boost out of nowhere. You're probably satellite in sometimes or doing different things or you're playing some cash and then you sort of parlay it. Cause that's, that that's, does that, did that change your overall bankroll and strategy and like move up stakes or is it just like, all right, that's nice, but I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. How did that impact your career?
1: I had just recently made a decision right before that, that I wanted to play a few more tournaments that I actually wanted to study tournaments.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: that was right before or right after I started studying Razor edge. And it was like, I was like, Oh, I, I want to play a bunch of tournaments this summer. I like, I like, you know, never played more than like five or six a year. So that really gave me a boost of confidence. <laughs> It was great. It came at the perfect time. And I felt like I was and uh, just like getting the content and exerting it in the right or, you know, using it in the right way. Uh, But then I went to the World Series and I played more tournaments than ever played, which was like 13. And I whiffed pretty much all of them. Mm. So like we were talking about tournaments and like the ups and downs and they make you question everything. I think right. part of the problem that I, that happened that summer was I started doing the video blog and you can't, I was spending 30 hours sometimes t- editing them and I was distracted. And also I was doing it publicly like, Hey, I'm do- at the world series and then all this other outside pressure that I put on uh, myself.
0: So interesting. You say that. that I will say this. So this is, I I played the World Series since 21. I was like 2009, let's call it. I think the first summer I was 21 or maybe 2008 when I went out there. 2009, I started playing World Series. I, I had a winning World Series 10 years in a row or nine years in a row. Every summer I came up profitable in tournaments, which is, you know, in a short period of time. It's not for you. I'm just talking World Series events. 2017, my first losing World Series. I started looking at what was going on, or I started like wondering about, it. I was like, oh, you know, obviously like, listen, you can't win every year. It's just like, whatever. Nice. Then, then the next year I didn't win either overall in the, in the series. And I had a lot of caches. I had like 14 caches, I think, or something like a lot, but no big scores. I started looking at it and I was like, you know what? I started my blog in 2017 during the summer of the world series. And I was like, I I'm coming to tournaments four hours late. I'm starting like fifteen hundreds and twenty five hundreds at four or five PM. I'm coming with twenty thirty blinds. I'm, I'm and I wasn't even doing the editing for the videos, but like still like the filming, the titles, the description for uploading, all this stuff. And okay. I started thinking I was like, I had to be realistic. I was like, you know what? There, that's like you can't. It's not necessarily enough data, but like I started realizing that my game in theory had suffered similar. Like you're saying on Twitch, like when you're playing, when I'm playing tables on Twitch, and then I'm doing talking to the chat, following everything. It's not like you're at hundred percent your game. And I had to, I did work with L.A. row. So I started being realistic. Cause it's like, same thing. It's like, all right, this is happening. This is giving me this benefit and this is what it is. But like, I need to be realistic or I need to make some cuts and decisions and realize like, okay, there's still, I'm going at 3 PM, 4 PM. I could go at one and like do some of the stuff I'm doing at home. Like, but like what's happening, why am I not being there? And that's a great, again, I think we align in a lot of stuff where, it's like it can, it does impact your overall bottom line. So it's a formula, and like you got to kind of take an eye on it, keep an eye on it, or else you can sort of swing things out of the, the right concoction, if you will. So I don't know. I can relate perfectly to that. And I think there is a correlation, right? You're Absolutely. probably going late. You're not rested. You're tired. You're not studying. You're done. Yeah. You're and if you're like,
1: missing early levels, that's. Yeah.
0: It's okay to a away, like, a bit, like an hour. Away. If it's to go to the gym or come an hour late, okay. But if you're coming at, you know with 20 blinds six hours in like you're not really giving it on a shot like you're just basically mm-hmm. flicking it and hope to double up and, and run good right you're hoping to cool or someone or just win a flip and then yeah. whatever so anyway yeah I, i'm i'm with you again i go on a tangent but i get fired up because um some of this stuff is uh yeah it's very uh present and i and i see the same i want to just fast forward you just final table you got six and a six max on so official final table that's pretty cool 12k score and a thousand dollars so it's probably what like $800 something US for 12k nice return and also I do see your husband Andrew there is that when you guys you were saying you were battling because there's three tables left so he's yeah he
1: got moved to my table and um I mean we we only played for like a couple minutes actually but it was funny him coming over and I'm like oh shit you know but right. but he got moved pretty pretty quickly so it wasn't a big deal
0: but that, yeah, it's cool. So you got again, you did just final table. You got a little bit of tournament bug. You're doing a mixture, and it's kind of fun, I think, to play if you are a cash game player primarily to mix in some tournament because you kind of need a bit of an allure, right? Like, all right, in cash game, I'm playing these five, ten, or whatever stakes. I'm going to win a couple thousand, two, three, four thousand. I might lose three, four. I might go on a little downswing, but having that different format where it's like, all right, I could win a hundred grand today for a small, mm-hmm. or in two days' time, that's like exciting. It's fun, and maybe gets the blood flowing a little bit. Um, Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, for sure. So I I like, I like where your head's at on that. All right. I got, I got sidetracked on the Hendon mob, a very cool site. You got your website here. What is uh, this risk every day? You talked about that. Um, what is this website? Do you, do you keep up with this? This is a, a, a email list here. Is this something you do? Do you, do you send out weekly or more? Is that active or not as active right now? Just curious, because I'm actually thinking of adding one to my website. I don't have that. And I think it's a great idea. But it's like, again, that's just like one more thing that, you know, you got to kind of follow through on or 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 not. But that, no.
1: yeah, when I was doing the podcast, I was sending emails pretty regularly, like
0: saying, hey, I have one coming up or this is out. And yep,
1: yeah. but okay. I have not sent one in a while.
0: Interesting. So. OK, but yeah, that's cool. I, I think it's good to have that. To have that but email. if
1: you do want to know when the book comes out and all of that, or when I do start one of the things, the one of many things you can sign yeah. up and I, and then I will be sending emails.
0: That's cool too. Cause that's also not the biggest deal, right? It's like, you'd rather, it's like, you want to put out when it is like a book or something very interesting. You're not just going to like send out like a random emails, like, Hey, it's Christy, I'm here. Good luck this yeah. week. But, you know, you're, you're sending when it's something that you're sharing. that's cool. So I like that. That uh, that deal. Talk about your YouTube channel as well, quickly before we take a few more questions. Um, what is how, talk about the editing process? How long do these take you to do? And you know, it looks like two days ago you had one. You, you every couple weeks or so, and even more for a while. But how has that been to learn the editing process and, and do that yourself? Is that something that that's been fun? Did you learn from it? How would you if someone's out at home and says, "I want to," you know, this is cool. Christy's got her own this own stuff, she's doing her own things. What would be some advice that you've learned with doing this that is, uh you like and don't like?
2: I
1: love editing, actually. I think it's super fun. I could do it for hours. I mean, usually, but I mean, I, I wouldn't want to do it full time, but mm-hmm. I like making footage go to music. It's, you know, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, then in my, my advice, what I would say is that, You can start and you can create content with nothing. You can use your phone. A lot of my videos are just because I want to say something to the people who are listening. So I whip out my iPhone and I edit it on my iPhone and then I put it up on YouTube and anybody can do that. I think that what's important is that every time you turn the camera on, you have a purpose and... Every time you upload something, it's there's something that you want to say, you know, because right. sometimes I think it's like easy to be like, Ugh, I don't know. I feel like I should do something. But
0: right. yeah, it's, that's that is that's for sure important. I mean, it's you don't want to just be putting out to do it or like if you're not really into it or, or just to throw out. Also, it seems what I what I hear about you and what I would also acknowledge you for is you seem to be someone who really goes for it. You you do take that first step and that's the hardest part because a lot of people I think at home or in poker may say, you know what? Oh, that's cool. Or I see these people doing the vlogs or, you know, oh man, they get passes or they're like known people in poker so they get to get away with stuff and, you know, in terms of being able to film or whatever. But reality is if you start, like you said, you could literally, and everyone has a cell phone. You could sign up a YouTube account. You could upload a couple things. You could play around. You could put it up right there it the works because there's no... That's the hardest part. And like everyone I think is too, oh, I need this equipment. I need that. I need an editor. I need this. Well, really you don't. And a lot of us don't have those things or haven't even, or when we started we didn't and we just sort of like got going. Um, and whether something comes with it or not, it's just still like, it's important to to go to try it and risk and, yeah. and do something that you want to do and go for it. And don't worry about how it looks or what you think. Or you always take it down. You could not do it. and You could do one and never do it again. But um, yeah, so I, I think that you do a great job. It seems like you do fire you're not afraid to to go for it and and you embody that risk every day um so very cool uh that was your biggest win in poker the 55k you talked about what helps you stay positive
1: oh man what is it i don't i don't know i just i think that i know the difference of being positive and being negative and It's just way more fun to be positive. And it's like I think that sometimes we are under the illusion that it's not a choice or that when we're negative, it's not because we are wallowing or it's just like a choice, but that really our life is the worst or something. Right. And um, the way to be positive, usually that works for me is to zoom out of whatever situation I'm in. Is this something that's going, that it's gonna matter at my funeral? Is this amount of money that I just lost going to be a big deal in a year? And zooming out or you know, usually if you zoom out enough and you ask yourself, well, am I still alive? Oh, well, sweet. So,
0: yeah, yes, that's so true. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I, 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 I feel like you're the female vert. Like we just, yeah, we think alike in a lot of these regards, and and it's really, uh, it's inspiring to see, Christy. I hope is that something. Do you want like deep down? What, what is your? Do you want to get? Poker's coming back in the US. Is that something would that be fun for you to be like sponsored by a site? Do you, is that something that would be cool for you? Do you want to do that? Like you've done interviewing travel the world. You're now playing travel the world. Is that something else would you want to be in, to uh, represent a site? Does that does that interest you at all? Is that sort of in the, the the picture down the road maybe or is that whatever? Like have you ever yeah, thought Yeah, I have or,
1: always like dreamed of been like being like have a patch on like yeah, that's so that's so cool because I think well before years ago it was because I wanted to be cool but but now but now I think that I have I feel like I have so much to say about poker and love and how we apply this in our life that I right. just it would just be another extension of creating a way for me to to communicate with people like a, a, another way of building that platform um. Yeah.
0: So that would yeah. that's that's on your radar. You would that would be cool. Like that's something you'd be you'd like to do. That's yeah, on your totally. okay. Sweet. Well, I hope everyone. I hope some people hear that out there. Party poker in particular, but there's other options. And I mean, literally, I really that's what I'm saying. I think it's it's more about if the U.S. opens up, it's going to be those are the t- type of opportunities that are there for Americans in poker that are doing content and are present. So that's like those things kind of um can happen very quickly right but it's it's just one of those things that it's not in the u.s it's complicated because there's not a lot of states you know if california were to come legal like oh my this god california, thing ever, right? come on yeah that would be, be the that best would be state. unbelievable um, it's like
1: a country in itself
0: it is they say i think it's like it would be like third largest country or something in terms of numbers like behind uh russia and brazil or canada or something and in, in terms of just that alone um there's some drilling going on i don't know if you can hear that but it sounds very annoying on my end i wonder if you can hear it or if you guys can hear that at home sorry about that um uh let's take a couple more then let's do the giveaway we're coming up over to us this is just one of those things christy i can't you know can't put a time cap on because it just it's moving you know it just there's a lot we're covering i like this um what do you guys like to do ammo for sure that is andrew what do you guys like to do outside of poker what is something you guys do when you're not playing
1: we, man! Oh my gosh, we play a lot. Uh, we love movies and we love TV. I mean, we don't watch a ton of it, but when we do relax or what we do for fun is always like, let's go to a movie. I think it's like the storytelling. We just love like the people and stories behind people.
0: Very cool. And that and so yeah, I would I would say. Well, I want to know what you think of Uncut Gems. And do you have any movies that you guys saw recently that you'd recommend online, uh, Netflix or theater, anything out?
1: We just saw The Gentleman. And it was intense, but it was really cool storytelling. It was really good.
0: Okay. Okay. well, I'm glad you can't hear this drilling because it's driving me insane. Like it's—I would have bet you could hear it because it's so loud. Like I can barely hear myself think. So we'll take a few more, and then we're gonna we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll go from there, and we'll do the giveaway. Uh, a lot of a lot of good questions. A lot of these have been covered. We did talk for a good bit of time before. So I see people asking about starting the poker and sheet. Do you have a favorite poker player? Besides oh. Andrew, I know he's your hero, your knight in shining armor, and he's he's you know. you've known him from the beginning and he's done what he's done and all this, but give me someone like even just covering over the years that you're just like, wow, that's so cool. Or, you know, yeah, give me one. Can you, Uh, can you do that? Is that allowed? I don't know if that's.
1: uh, Yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, honestly, like the answer that I've always given because as a reporter, he was just the best is Daniel Negreanu because I could literally ask him to do anything. And also he's like the person that, you know, when I did videos, everybody wanted to see, and he could just be like, I would say something. I'm like, here's an idea. And he'd be like, boom, boom, boom. And he would have like a sound, a perfect soundbite. And he was just like the easiest yeah. interview.
0: He, I like Dan, I've gotten to be close with Daniel over the years and he really, I mean, there's just no, you can't really say, I mean, even Ivy now he sort of disappeared in terms of like being present in the tournament scene or, you know, on TV poker, um, but he's, he's sort of like I would say one of the guys who's say like known as the you know the, the the main guy in poker. Everyone kind of knows him in and out of poker. He's mainstream and and he's got himself in some crazy uh, legal stuff just with the the, the edge sorting uh, at casinos and Borgata and then um, whatever. Antonio's got kids now. He's sort of slowed down a bit. But you know those are like I'd say Helmut, Ivy, Antonio Negron, they're Sort of like the big four, just pillars of. Uh, you know, and if you if you, if someone outside of poker maybe knows them, they would know them. But there's a, there's something about Dan who's just very he's very talk talkative, very approachable, very friendly, very great ambassador. Not that those other guys aren't either. Just sort of like I think that's you know he's sort of the guy that's just like everyone you see him. He's been everywhere, and he just has that presence when he talks at the table and gives you a lot on interview. Right? He's fun. He's energetic. He knows what what to do. You don't you don't have to kind of pry it out of him. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd align that um, with you. Someone asking if you're married, do you have kids? Is it possible to play poker for a living and have a family?
1: It's definitely possible. Obviously, Jeff is doing it very successfully, and we. It helps that Andrew and I both play poker, but we don't have kids yet, and I have no idea how that's going to be.
0: Yeah, can't okay. That so you can't uh, can't quite speak on it yet, but you. You have an idea, and you definitely have friends uh, that do it. So I'm sure you have you have some insight. Yeah, I'll say it's it's all possible, but it's you just gotta you gotta go. With, you know, learn as you go. Um, do You still find poker as fun as it was, or what's the biggest change in the last say five years?
1: It, poker is fun when I am learning. So every time I look back at my career, and I'm like, that time really sucked. It was because I wasn't going with the going to go play with the intention of just getting better. It was because I was just trying to make money and poker is fun when you're learning and that's all that matters. And then the results, you know, come where they may. And let me tell you, with all this experience over the years, when you go to play to just continually become a better player, your results always are way better than when you're going to play to just win to try to win to just like i mean it's like mental game stuff it's just it's just and it's just way more fun um because you're kinder to yourself when you make mistakes right Just like oh great glad i made that mistake because i won't make it again or i couldn't have known that this was you know in this position that i shouldn't have done that until i just got you now
0: yeah that that's yeah I, I agree um the question here do you play poker on american sites you mentioned earlier a bit or do you do you still play are you playing po- poker online at all like do you recommend any do you have any feedback on any nope okay uh best poker promoter today i guess they're saying. Uh Pia, best best poker, like in terms of if you're if you're watching or doing stuff content wise, or who do you feel in general? Is there like a handful of people that you think do a good job or that you are like, all right, this is cool or
1: Yes, I think all the poker vloggers, I think that you and Johnny and Andrew Nimi and Brad Owen. I mean, I was just looking at Brad's channel and he has like a hundred and sixty thousand subscribers. Crazy. Yeah. It is crazy and his videos get like a hundred two hundred thousand it, it really
0: it's I'm that I mentioned to you a bit before the show about project I'm working on which I can't wait to I haven't even like hinted at anything because I'm a big believer about you know doing instead of talking I don't want to come out and say like whatever, like oh, all these things say, so, yeah, I got a fun stuff. I'm working on some stuff. It'll be announced not too long. They're going to be doing, but I just, I feel like there's so many talented people within poker and the content, the creation, the the sharing, and there's so many platforms. I, you know, I I'm excited cause it, it is cool to see Like I, I'm kind of, I, I see you as well. It's like, you're kind of in the other role as well like doing on the business side or promoting side, doing some other things. And it's like fun to watch, a lot of other people. Cause it's weird to think, but we're almost like veterans now, right? Like we've been doing yeah. poker for like 10 plus years. It's kind of weird to say that. And it's like, Oh, like this kid's coming up. I'm like, man, I'm getting old. Like I'm 33, but seeing, you know, all in Pav Matt Staples, like yeah, Brad Owen. He's, he's got Johnny vibes these guys are doing, they're dominating and learning and growing and building stuff within poker and the community. It's just like kind of cool to, to see that like other people that are like going with their dreams and building these things. Um, you know, there's a lot of people there is. It's like, I find new YouTube content and I'm sure you as well, don't have a lot of time. You're not watching the stuff I do. Uh, I'm not like saying that. I know you have a vlog. I, like, I'll be honest. Like, I haven't watched your vlogs. I would love to. I've seen uh, bits and pieces. I would check Instagram, right? But it's like hard to really, if you're doing the content, you can't really like watch and do everything else. There's no time. But the bits and bobs that I get I'm like, wow, it's really good. I'll watch the intro to a vlog or I'll watch like a segment on Instagram. Like, damn, that looks really cool. That's a great editor. This guy's very talented or this girl's very talented. And it's like, it's pretty cool, right? Because there's so much great content now. And I'll like, I can't tell you how many times I'll stumble on someone on someone else promotes or tags somebody. I check them out and they have like a huge following. And I'll look at a little bit of their stuff. I'm like, man, this guy's hilarious. Or like, this is great what they're doing or how they're doing it. And it's really cool. Right. Like there's so many people that are doing this now that poker like it is growing. And I think really for poker to remain solid, successful and growing, you got to have this. You have to have these people, Brad Owen, Andrew Nimi, Andrew Marino, um, you know, Johnny Vibes. These guys are saving poker like that. People are coming. They're seeing people live because of Twitch, because of YouTube, because of podcasts. I think that's the reason why there's been like because poker's gotten harder. There's solvers, there's equipment, there's study, like, but the numbers, you know, there's like a, it's gotta be a a check and balance. If there's something that makes it harder, the U S black Friday happened. Okay. Poker's in trouble. What's helping it how does it get back into trajectory? Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's, I think that's the reason I don't think it gets enough credit. And I think you saw like world-class players giving, making fun of Jamie Staples or me whoever, right. They're like, all these guys are like it doesn't matter. They're, they're like thinking or Kevin Martin, for example, got a deal with po- party part poker stars. Then he came over to party poker, but like Kevin was like playing like $10, $20 tournaments. And like people were outraged. I remember like seeing like Polk or Ingram, these guys say like, that's oh, like a joke. How are these guys getting deals? Like you should give it to someone. But like, no, like, That's what it's about. They're the ones that are moving the needle and people are relating to it. They don't care if you're playing a $100,000 buy-in or $20 tournament. If you're teaching the game, outward focus, showing what's going on, walking through the process and connecting. I think that's where it's at. And I think now, finally, at the higher level and the better players, you see NoLimit.gg, those like Rainer Kempi and Fedor, these guys coming up with the Twitch team. They're putting out content. They're kind of getting it like this is what poker needs or else – there is no poker, right? And I think that's sort of like a, a switch has been flicked in the last year or two, where people are starting to like understand. Okay, I get it, and I respect it a bit, you know.
1: Definitely. I also want to touch on one thing because it was sort of controversial when some of these higher stake poker players or these guys who also talk about strategy and teach people in a very specific way, like GTO and all that, IO yeah. and, and and you know, which is great, but what I think that was so clear, at least to me and probably a lot of people that they just didn't understand is that they, their focus is so narrow. It's like, did you ever ask yourself if Susie from the Midwest who plays in bar games wants to learn by like using a solver and studying like the, all, you know, the, the ranges online, no, she wants to like, have fun and watch a story and see what the life is like of a, of a poker player who travels and who's coming up and who's going to face the exact same types of players that she's going to play. Right. And that is, Is not only okay, but that's great. They have no aspirations of playing a hundred thousand dollar tournament. I don't, I don't really either until I'm a whale, until I can like, you know, like throw around that money. It's just, it's not who I am. I'm never going to be like, I'm never going to be sauce, you know, I'm not going to be on Pio for like hours a day and right. I'm okay with that. I know where my place is in poker and, and I want to win tournaments and I can study those and, and do the things in a way for me that works, right. you know, but um, it, it's, it's funny that I think some people can be so incredibly smart, but, but also fail to see the value and, um like a wider view of success in their given area.
0: Absolutely. I, I agree. I think that's, it's just so true. And it's like overlooked, I think sometimes, and people just, yeah, got to kind of put that in perspective and what that really means and who you're targeting, what the, what the population is. You know, my dad loves poker, same thing, you know, he's smart guy, can do some stuff, but yeah, he's not going to spend, excuse me, three hours a day and do pile solver. He wants to learn. He likes to get good, cool content, look at ideas, look at short videos, look at maybe a chart and stuff. But, like, yeah, that's yeah, uh, that's 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 where it's at. Um, all right, we're going to take one more question here, and then we'll do a giveaway. I guess, Sorry, Chrissy, I forgot. The, I, we've gone for uh, – we did start a tiny delay, but we got been going for a while here now. All right, opinion on party poker. Will they manage to get to poker stars level? But you don't necessarily have to say that. But what, what are your thoughts on – Party poker and maybe some of the other sites. What's going on out there? Do you do you have any strong feelings on any of the sites?
1: I mean, personally, I have a like a a special place in my heart for part for party poker because you know that's what I we were playing. You know that's what Andrew is like. You know, raising the guy on mm-hmm. the on the river, bluffing. That's what we met. that you was know? What So it. and I remember it always being like fun. So um, I think that. I think that sites are really focusing on the recreational player, and I think that's great. I am very excited to see what Phil Galfon does with his his site. And honestly, I have no idea about PokerStars. I haven't been on PokerStars in forever, so no idea. But I can't wait for some stuff to get out to California cuz i'm just like not really willing to play on you know sites that's not really regulated anymore
0: right yeah, it's uh, it's it's. I mean, it'll ha- I think it will happen. It's just kind of it's so crazy, right? Like it's like it's amazing that that's just not a thing. It's like the fantasy sports deal that's in like forty states plus, and it's way more gamble and, and sort. You know, the, the just the whole thing how it's gone down is pretty wild. That like we're like celebrating when Michigan, Pennsylvania, passed New Jersey, Nevada, Delaware. Now New York, I think I saw mentioned in, in Illinois. Those, I mean, you know, you throw in those two states with maybe a couple more random ones, like it's all of a sudden like decent network. You know, you're talking ten states and. Mm-hmm. You know some, some li- shared liquidity. I think you could. It's it's decent. I think you, it, that's enough to sort of tip it um, to get to get moving. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we're gonna. Anything else you want to touch on? We're gonna do a, a, a giveaway here, and um, we've covered a lot. Very very. I feel like I have a much better understanding of your journey and, and your overall um, you know poker prowess. But do you have anything you want anything you want to add or, or touch on here?
1: Yeah, I guess there's one thing. People always ask me, you know, how do I become pro or is it possible or how do I do it? Mm-hmm. And I did a while ago because I got this question so much. I wrote a blog post uh, on my it's Christian forward slash podcast forward slash poker pro guide. Okay. And because I know because I know we talked about a ton and, and it was kind of hard to get into. But uh, there's just yeah, it's right there on the top right. On, go up a little. Yeah, right, right there. With me playing poker right there.
2: Mm-hmm. Want to okay. become a professional
1: poker player? Yeah. Yep. So so if you have those kinds of questions, because I get that a lot, I just put this in one place, and I think it's uh, pretty truthful and hopefully helpful.
2: Wow, look and at that. That's, that's that pretty if elaborate. If you do decide poker.
1: to go down this path and you continue playing poker, what I always tell people is – Allow it to make you a better person. Every step of the way, poker is showing you your strengths, showing you your, your weaknesses, and everything is an opportunity to be better. And like you said, Jeff, like I totally agree. It's one of the best analogies for life. It's it's life in a microcosm. You could experience the highs and lows of an entire lifetime in one session. Mm-hmm. So use it. It's there and it will make you a better player too.
0: I love it. That's awesome. There's my wife. Look, Amelia in the chat saying, hi guys. So hi. In. There's Christy. I know. I uh, wish
1: you guys lived closer.
0: I know. Right. Well, we got to well, next time we're in LA, we'll, we'll let you know it's we'll, yes. uh, hopefully you'll be in town and that'd be cool to, to meet up. And who knows, maybe you have a, a baby at that time. you you said you're working on it. So we'll uh, send our positive energy your way. Let's uh, let's wind this. Up uh, here, we're just kind of going through again. You can check out Christy's Hen and Mob, you can check out her Instagram, you can see look at that stories present there, keeps it active. Um, also Andrew Moreno, her husband, and then she has a, a Twitter, she does podcasts, has her website, so a lot, a lot of stuff. If you want to know more about Christy, check it out. And we will go here, and I'm gonna let you tell me when so we're going to copy this link we're going to go here and we're going to draw a 55 dollars ticket for someone to win for asking a question and engaging you tell me when christy and on your finger they will be winning a 55 dollars party poker ticket tell me when to fire
1: oh this is exciting okay ready go
0: boom that's a go that's official and we have a duck dodger is going to win it $55 ticket. I'll send them a message and let them know. And then we will uh, hopefully catch up again soon. Christy would uh, lo- love to have you on again in the future. Come on yours and do a good podcast. Anytime I would love to do that. It's a lot of fun, engaging, talking and, you know, shout out to a choice. I know you did the personal development class. I did as well. Learned a lot from that. We actually, we didn't get to really cover that as well. You did mention you guys did a class and you were on the brink of divorce and kind of got <laughs> you know, that, that just talking about that is very powerful stuff. So you know, I know you you have a, you like emotional intelligence and, and, um, you know, to, to learn and work on yourself and do personal development. So it's really cool and and great to see you doing so well. And congrats on your final table. All the best. Wish you success for 2020 in the future with a baby to bring into your life, We're really sending that your way and, uh, all the, all the best to you and Andrew. So thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you so much. Best to you too. in 2020.
0: Yes. All right, Christy. Have a great day. We'll we'll talk soon. That's Christy and everyone. Give her a follow all the platforms and this will be out on all the different podcast outlets, and we'll see her very soon. Thanks, Christy. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to partypoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.